you guys can let me know if I'm in sync or not. What's the verdict? Can you guys hear me? Hello? Is this on? <clears throat> okay, don't fuck with me. Is it streamed or, or is, it, is it synced or what? Out of sync. I don't know what it is I'm doing. I didn't do anything different. It must be something fucky with YouTube. <coughs> I'm muted? Yeah, nice try. Christ's sake. This fucking thing. I don't want to keep going if it sucks. <sighs> I wonder if I'm putting out too high a bit rate. Because that was the idea. Like I'm... I was outputting at 720 before, and now I'm doing 1080. I fixed a bunch of things. Fixed! Quote, unquote. I can sync this up in post. Like, in, I can manually realign the audio in the video, but um, might be out of sync for this broadcast, I guess. Since YouTube decided not to work today. Um, should I just go ahead? Or is it really distracting? It's only slightly out of sync. Okay. Uh, I just gotta not think about it. Because that is really fucking annoying to know that that's happening. I can't even fucking, I can't look at the video if this, if that's what's going to happen. I'm going to pop out the chat. Hang on. Fucking hell, that's stupid. Welcome to the See Me After Class podcast. Doing this intro again. Because it took a while getting this fucking thing off the ground technical issues. I thought I had everything fucking, like, perfect. And then all this shit. Anyway. How is everyone? I know I missed a super chat. Someone posted right away. Unwisely. And I don't know what it is. I think someone tweeted it at me. I think I'll read it out on here. You look badass with the haircut, John. I don't know who. Tekken fan? Thanks, dude. Gotta have at least one compliment to offset all the fucking bald jokes. There you go. There's my bald head. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> all you bald motherfuckers making fun of me. John shaved his head. What a big deal. Let's talk about this a lot. Anyway. 
episode 45 thanks for tuning in um got a bunch of things to talk about i wrote i wrote a bunch of material for the podcast yesterday i wrote like 10,000 words <laughs> just based off of all the point form notes i had and i wrote not prose but basically just free association full sentence writing just to like because i felt like the point form notes weren't enough to help me recollect everything i wanted to say so so um i did that um i want to talk about a few things such as youtube and some fucky things that are going on there besides this shit with the the technical issues just now um where is it entertainment no it's in i put it in movies i separated it all, all into categories all my notes um yeah so being a youtuber right now is kind of lame i compare it to a number of things on Twitter, I compared it to playing Russian roulette where every upload is a pull of the trigger and you never know which one is going to be the one to blow your fucking brains out. But maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion in my head, you know, because maybe it's just it's a very rare occurrence and those just get blown up in the media to make you think like, oh, this is a huge problem when it is a problem, but maybe not as big. Like. But it is enough to make me worry about losing access to my YouTube or my Google account one day. You guys hear about what happened with Markiplier? Apparently he had a live stream. It was some kind of choose-your-own-adventure format. He was playing a game with his fans, right? And um, his fans, like it was a live stream. His fans are participating. Uh, kind of like this. John, just start. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking. What do you mean, just start? John, just start, please. Uh, don't look at the chat. Okay. I keep fucking getting my train of thought derailed. So, Markiplier got decimated. What does that mean? Um, he, um... Where the fuck was I? Shit. So Markiplier's doing a live stream, right? And it's a choose-your-own-adventure thing. He's playing a game with his fans, and his fans are spamming emotes, emoticons. And he's putting on... They're putting, like... Apparently, there's... It factors into the game that they were playing. Like, you, you, you spam a certain emoji or something, and that, depending on how many you post, I guess, that influences the choices that are made in the, the narrative of whatever the game is that they're playing, right? And so, just for spamming emotes, apparently, that was at least one of the conditions, um, participants in the chat uh, were losing accounts, were having their YouTube and Google accounts deactivated. And uh, it's like, 
I mean, some people's livelihoods are attached to their Google accounts, and people are getting that shut down over spamming emotes, not even substantially, just a little bit, spamming emotes in somebody's live chat, even though that's the point. That's what the streamer is actually encouraging. So these people did nothing wrong, and not only do they get their YouTube accounts banned, but their Google accounts banned. And not only is their AdSense probably connected to that, but a lot of people link their Google accounts to other like third-party services as a way of not having to remember another unique username and password, right? So, you know, you see that option on like a, if you go on a, a site with some kind of service, right? And uh, it's like create a new account or sign in with Google. And a lot of people just click sign in with Google so they don't have to remember another fucking thing. And so I think if your Google account gets shut down, you lose access to all those other things too. I mean, unless you create unique usernames and passwords, like unique accounts for each of those services, which you could do. But it's like, what the fuck is going on over there at YouTube that this is happening? Why would this happen? And Team YouTube is on Twitter responding to like people who are like, hey, what the fuck? What's going on? And then YouTube will write back being like, or like people will tweet like, hey, I got banned and I sent an appeal saying this is clearly bullshit. And you guys said that there's nothing you can do about the appeal. And I'm just wondering what I should do next. Thanks. And then Team YouTube will write a thing on Twitter saying like, uh, yes, I know the audio is laggy. Just bear with me, okay? I don't know. I tried to fix it. YouTube will respond saying, um, uh... I'm paraphrasing, but basically like the our automated system reject your rejected your appeal and there's nothing we can do about it. Thanks for your understanding. Thanks for understanding. I remember that was the end of one of the tweets. And it's like understand what? <laughs> Nobody understands anything about your stupid fucking system that this is happening. Why? What is this automated system that is just banning people for no reason left and right and you can't do anything about it even though the, you're the human operators of the system? Well, you got fucking HAL 9000 over there? I'm sorry, YouTube. I can't let you do that. <laughs> this conversation can no longer serve any purpose. Goodbye. That's YouTube's automated system, apparently. Why? God, if the, is this the fucking Matrix where the machines have just taken over and human people can't do anything about it? Sorry. <laughs> apparently, it's being mended, but there's a bunch of people still with their accounts gone. Can't access Google. Anything it's attached to. Can't log into their, their YouTube accounts. All because they just spammed a few emotes in a chat. So to you guys in the chat, I would recommend that you not do that. Because I don't, I don't fucking know who's... I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get banned or for what. It might be for nothing. You know, 
and just not just me, anybody. You know what it's like. You know what be, you know what being on you know what being a YouTuber is like. You ever see Schindler's List? That scene where Ray finds he's wearing the wife beater and he's got his fucking rifle over his sh- over his shoulders and he's doing stretches, and he's looking over the work camp. This this analogy isn't right on, okay? But there's an aspect of it that that aligns, where you've got all the the prisoners running around doing work and Ray finds whenever he feels like it pulls his rifle off his shoulders bolt action right loads around in there aims around picks off some poor asshole for no reason just because he felt like shooting somebody that's what it, that's what being a YouTuber is like if Ray finds was YouTube's automated system just banning people left and right being in being a YouTuber sucks right now because like nobody knows who's gonna be the next guy to get his fucking head blown off. It's like like Chicken Run. I compared it to that too. It's like being on a farm full of chickens. Nobody knows who's gonna be the next one to, you know, you need to come with us. We've we've got a great vacation package for you. Just come with me into this barn with a giant ominous machine. And then they get fed into it and made into a pie. Nothing they can do about it. Who's running the system? Yeah. Good question. The fuck kind of system is this? YouTube's getting locked out of the appeals process. Well, the machine just decided. (laughs) The almighty machine. So being a YouTuber is kind of fucking lame right now. And it's, I'm just like, like, it's not even about worrying about saying the wrong thing anymore. It's just like, I could get banned for no fucking reason and YouTube can't do anything about it. Just like, it's just whoever, whoever their, whatever their crazy computer system decides to ax that day. So what I did was um, I I backed up everything. I spent a whole day um, archiving my whole thing of content. Like 350 videos. I have them all backed up. I logged 350 videos worth of metadata. So I have all that saved. Um, RB and the Chief, I have it all backed up. I have multiple copies of every episode. Um, each version being like the same episode, but like uh, from different people's archives, like fans who archive my show, they each have, sometimes they're the same, but a lot of the time they're like different, slightly different bit rates. And, um, you know, maybe some will have interlacing, some won't. But like every, every copy that I've ever found or received of like episodes of my show, I have everything backed up. And, um, um, I also created a BitChute account, which is actually a lot more sophisticated than I thought it was. Um, so I have an account on there. Um, I don't know if my profile is like public or whatever, but I created an account. There's nothing uploaded to the account yet, but it's there. And should, should something ever happen to me, 
should uh, YouTube's HAL 9000 bot ever decide that uh, I'm, I should no longer be part of the equation, um, I have somewhere to go. I can go there and start uploading there. But then I'm going to have, I'm going to like, I'm going to have to like change the audio on a few episodes because like in season eight, for example, I used some tracks in some episodes that where the license of the track is that I can only use it in a video that's uploaded to YouTube. So like, I don't want to violate those terms. So I, I would have to replace some tracks if I were to upload uh, videos to BitChute instead. Um, yeah, the bald jokes are fucking hilarious, guys. Keep them coming. I haven't heard enough of them. Go ahead and make fun of my bald head. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Why are you bald? Why are you bald? <laughs> I said it. Wow, you said the thing. Everybody, a round of applause. Address the hairline. You heard the man. He wants more. Oh, uh, you fucking guys. Anyway, that's uh, that's YouTube, and I'm not I'm not I I could lose a bit of sleep over it some nights, but I'm not um, like I watch a bunch of YouTubers who I I know are way worse than me. Like, I don't think they're bad, but like the things they joke about, I'm just like, holy shit, YouTube might have a problem with that, but they're they're fine. So. If they're fine, I'm probably fine. I have a few canaries in the coal mine, you know what I mean? But if they were to ever go down, I would be like, oh shit, it's only a matter of time. Um, so hopefully, uh, that's cool, right? That I backed up the whole show. I mean, I, f I fucking should have done that a long time ago, but I got, I got a backup now and, um, if anything happens to my account, I've got a I've got a plan. So there you go. Um, let's get to some super chats. There's been a few. Holy shit! Some fucking big ones too. Thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, let's start with Blood Gulch Patrick. Says John. Forty R U B. I don't know what that is. Rubies. But hey, thank you, dude. Blood Gulch Patrick. Uh, Hazel Allister says, John, John, the Rock, Graham, Graham. Uh, that's me. Thanks, man. The Rock? Well, I look like Dwayne Johnson now. Thanks, man. Uh, Aegis Mind. Holy fuck, man. John, cheer up. I recently found that con artist and beat him up. Got your money back, too. <laughs> this time his injuries were real. Turns out he was a pretty big jerk. Thank you for everything over the years. Just don't screw up again, KK. Thanks. Thank you, man. It's very generous of you. What? How did I screw up? What did I do? 
what the YouTube shit? It's not my fucking fault. Fucking Streamlabs or YouTube or something. I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to look that up. Slight delay in Streamlabs broadcast and then I'll I'll find something and then I'll hopefully figure it out for next time. But uh when I when I release this after the broadcast, I'll in Adobe Premiere, I'll sync up the audio and video manually so there's not the lag you're seeing now. It is still laggy, isn't it? I'm assuming. I can actually, I can see it on Streamlabs because that's like the direct feed, not through the internet. So, yeah, it's lame. I wonder if I can just like knock the, the audio over by like a second just while it's streaming. Hang on. Audio audio offset or something like that. Um, sample rate? No. Hmm. I don't think it is the replay buffer. Sorry, I know this is boring and lame, but I'm just having a look to see maybe if I can fix this early on. <sighs> Why can't I fix this? Fuck's sake. God, that's really annoying. Whatever. Hey, anyway, sorry. I'll, fi I'll figure, I'll try and figure it out next time. God, oh, that's, oh, I can't tell you how much that pisses me off. Anyway, thank you, Aegis Mind. That's really nice of you, dude. I'll put it towards something cool. I don't know what. Um, You hear about the 42,000 FTC fine for YouTube? Oh, is that... Is, does that have something to do with the new like content for kids thing? That was I forgot to talk about that too. Uh, YouTube's, you guys heard about that that weird condition in YouTube's terms and conditions, right? Like YouTube, at its sole discretion, can deactivate an account if it's not deemed commercially viable. And. There's like, a, I read like a bunch of replies to it, like on Twitter saying like, this isn't what you think it means. All it is, is YouTube covering their ass. If like you produce content that harms their image in some way, then they can shut you down, which, you know, is fine, I guess. It depends on what's being done, but commercially viable. I mean, fucking hell. If the goal is to not confuse people, what a way to word it. If it's not commercially viable. Some that can easily be interpreted it as if you're not making money, YouTube can shut down your account. And by being a YouTube user, you agree to those conditions. So even if it has nothing to do with money, if they want to shut you down, but like um, the offensive content angle doesn't fly, but they still want to take you down anyway, they could use they could just use a vague justification like that, where it's just like, oh well, you didn't meet this guideline. Like you're you're your your channel isn't making enough money so that's the reason why we pulled it 
just these companies more and more are just they have these rules where they're so fucking vague that they can it basically just lets them take your account down for any reason they want without having to explain without having to specify and it's fucking infuriating what's this what's the problem with specificity for Christ's sake Anyway, the $42,000 FTC fine, I'm guessing, has something to do with, like, the co the content for kids thing now because, like, users are all be – creators are all being prompted to be like, you have to, like, identify. Is your content for kids or no? And I put no, obviously. Even though my show is about toys, has toy main characters, so I'm a little nervous there now where it's just like, well, even if I say no – could YouTube just deem my content as targeted towards children because of the fact that it has toys in it? I don't know. Doesn't say anywhere. Because, God forbid, they ever get specific on this shit. Right? I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just crazy. Um, Mike Conkright says, John, I've been hearing a lot of polarizing opinions about Death Stranding. Personally, I think it's awesome, but I'd like to hear what you think. I talked about this already. I made a video on it. I mean, like a clip from my last podcast. I talked about Death Stranding because I still haven't played it. It's out now, isn't it? I think, but I still haven't played it. I don't know if it's... I'll summarize. I, I haven't played it, but I would like to. And even though it looks like part of it, parts of it would piss me off, I feel like I would like it. Because I, I like stuff that's like counterculture or like going against the grain. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not, it's obviously not your typical video game. And I can see how it fucking annoys people because I've seen WebMs of Death Stranding where it's just like, you know, you're playing as Norman Reedus and then, you know, the WebM has the guy like running across a field and then it fast forwards and it shows that so much of the fucking gameplay is just running from one place to another. It really is a walking simulator. So you, you get from point A to point B and then it's just a lot. It looks like a lot of walking slash running. And then a lot of cinematics, which I, I actually like long cinematics like Kojima gets shit for that. But uh, I always liked his writing is a little. Um, the themes are there, but the dialogue can be like kind of try hard sometimes and like too wordy. And uh, so sometimes it bugs me, but I always liked Kojima's cinematic flair. And the story of Death Stranding interests me. And I've said this before. It leans it leans further towards thematic than it does gameplay. And I think that's there's kind of a problem there. Because it is a video game. And I think gameplay should be prioritized. But there's something to be said for going against the grain, you know. And Kojima having the balls to do something different and it's obviously something that he cares about and it's like I mean I don't want to be an apologist for a bad game but I mean I haven't played it yet but I'm just saying like it looks 
it looks very intriguing to me and I would really like to play it. And I feel like as much as it would, it would annoy me at the same time, I would appreciate the fact that it's, it's more about the themes of like being isolated and like really taking in the environment and like the terrain because like the graphics are really good. The sound design is probably really good. And like, it's, it's about like, it's, it's, the game is about feeling isolated and like just these long treks where you're meant to kind of just reflect. And, you know, maybe the running and the walking is actually fun to a degree. Like if the animation system is sophisticated and your character is reacting to like the varying nature of the terrain in kind of in a dynamic way that's interesting to, to watch and play. I heard that it's easy. Like the the threat in the game isn't really that threatening because you can basically just sneak past them relatively easily, or or even if you do alert them to your presence, they'll just they like you can easily evade them or something, or they won't do that much damage or I don't know. I just heard it was like easy, but hey, I'm interested. I want to I want to play it. I played Luigi's Mansion 3. I fucking love that game, man. It's great. If you if you got a Switch, Luigi's Mansion, man, it's great. I was a huge fan of the first one too. The first Luigi's Mansion on GameCube is still one of my favorite games ever. Um the only thing, the only criticism I have for Luigi's Mansion 3 is um it the controls aren't the the controls are pretty good but uh they they could be a bit better a bit more intuitive i think um and what else it's it's not that uh scary it's fun but it's not scary um like I, I get that it's like a cartoony like you can only make something like Mario so scary right but the the first game on GameCube actually managed to be remarkably creepy given the fact that it was like a friendly Mario kids game it actually there were parts of it that were actually creepy which is impressive um in the case of Luigi's Mansion 3 it's it's it leans more towards funny rather than scary overall but it's still really fun I just wish it had a bit more horror injected into it. I think it's overscored. There's too much music. The music in Luigi's Mansion 3 is really good. Like really good, but it's it's used too much. I think it could it could make a more effective use of silence. And that's what the first game did, which was cool. Um sometimes less is more, you know, especially in the case of horror, you know. A lack of music or a lack of sound design can actually contribute to what it is you're going for, which is to scare people, you know, if you're trying to make something that's in the horror genre. You know what I mean? Anyway. Uh, video games. Yeah, there you go. Those, those are my thoughts. Uh, thank you, Mike Concrete. Thank you all you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, what else we got? Sorry, guys, just uh, 
just trying to find my spot here. Daisy the Goth says, love you job, heart. If you ever find yourself in Pennsylvania, we should totally hook up. Winky face. Oh, shit. Since you're going bald, you should totally wear glasses and grow a goatee for that Walter White look. He's hot. Oh, which is it? Am I Walter White or Jesse Pinkman? I'm too young to be Walter White. I'm not that fucking old. That'd be a good... Uh, for like if I was dressing up as Walter White for Halloween. I could do that. I could grow out a goatee. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like uh the look. I think I suit short hair. But then everyone just calls me a skinhead and makes fun of me. Quit making fun of me on the internet. All right. Thank you Daisy the Goth. I appreciate it. Um Pennsylvania. I don't think I've ever been there. What state is that? I don't know. Um what's the next one here? Alex Britton says, I'm so sorry to see that you got died. Here are some shekels to pay tribute. Hashtag RIP job. Hashtag top 10 saddest anime deaths. Well, that is true. I cannot think of a sadder anime death than my show, than my death in my show. Good job spoiling it, by the way. In every fucking comment thread. YouTube, Patreon, Twitter... Everyone's, at least one person's got to write, like, Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Good job. Spoiling it for everybody else. Well done. Why can't you just keep it to yourself? Nobody's impressed that you watched it first. Can't just fucking... I mean, why can't, I mean can't you say, like, acknowledge, to let other people acknowledge that you saw it, but then not reveal what it is? Where it's just like, like, what, can't you just write, wow, the end was crazy. What's wrong with that? Wow, I can't believe this exactly happened at the end. You see, blah, 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 blah. People got to spoil it for other people. That's like that guy walking out of the bookstore after he bought the last Harry Potter or Half-Blood Prince. And then he walks, he like skims it. Before he even leaves the fucking store. And then he steps outside and spoils it as he walks past the whole lineup of people waiting to to buy the book. Like, come on. You guys know better than that. Don't spoil things. Whatever, it's too late now. Oh yeah, and Jeffrey Epstein didn't didn't kill himself. I forgot to mention that. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, what else we got? VS12 says, Reach on PC launches on December 3rd. Will you stream it? I don't know. Why? I mean, I, I guess I am kind of curious about how it runs. I probably won't use it for the show. Like, e even if... Like, if it's a higher frame rate, that wouldn't be a big deal because, like, 
I could still record at 60 frames per second, like for gameplay, but then do the final export still at 24 frames per second, like I usually do to make it look cinematic. So the frame rate wouldn't be an issue. But if there's any kind of technical differences, like if the camera has a slightly wider field of view because it's meant to be played on a PC monitor this time, like that, that will change the look of the show. And I don't want to do that, you know, or maybe there's like a noticeable amount of aliasing in the image compared to like playing it on an Xbox. I don't, I don't fucking know. Okay. I'm just, there might be some slight variance in the way the image looks. If I were to start using the PC version over the Xbox version to create my show. But, uh, when it comes out, I'll have a look at it, but, uh, I'll, I'll probably just stick with the Xbox one. And plus there's the whole thing with like the armor permutations. Like I've got them all unlocked in the Xbox version, but with the PC version, like I'm probably not going to be able to get access to them without a ridiculous amount of grinding. So, yeah. Thanks VS12. I appreciate it. Um, what else we got? Decimator Omega says, what's up, John? Long time, no super chat. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm good. I was bitching the last time about like chest problems, but um, I've actually been doing pretty good. Um, I've been doing stretches. I've been working out. I've been eating a lot healthier. I've been eating a bit less than I usually do. Um, I was on antacids, but I'm, I haven't taken them or... PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, they stop acid production in this in the stomach, which uh, you know sometimes acid is a good thing and it kills certain bacteria. So I'm trying to get myself off the PPIs, and I haven't taken them in a few days, and I actually feel okay. So uh, no medication for a few days, I'm feeling okay. Um, my chest problem is still kind of there, but it's not as bad. I've been losing weight, been working out. I feel good. And uh, I've been getting a lot done. I think not having my sh my show and all my YouTube content backed up, that was giving me anxiety. And since I did that, I actually feel so much better. It's crazy. Like to know that I have my entire YouTube catalog and its metadata all backed up to one, to, into a big archive that's like, it's like at least 130 gigs or something and it's copied to multiple locations so if i lose if one drive goes down i've got it i've got it somewhere else so that made me feel a lot better um and that kind of freed up my i got i got a bunch of shit done like with this podcast i i made i redid all the graphics for like a 1920 by 1080 canvas um the show you probably noticed is higher resolution now. The only thing is the fucking out of sync audio, which I don't know. I I didn't I didn't expect that would happen, but never underestimate YouTube's ability to fuck something up. Assuming it is them, maybe it's something I did, but I have no fucking idea what it is. I'll I'll figure it out later. Anyway, um, so I got a bunch of shit done, and I've been feeling really good, and that freed up my mind the past few days and I've got a bunch of writing done. I wrote a bunch of material for this podcast. I've still get to get to, um, I'm working on a couple new bites. Um, I might 
get another one done out by the end of this month, but I'm not sure. Um, um, uh, like I have something developed, but it's not, people want me to do a sequel to like the switch one. Cause at the end of the switch, uh, bite Ch chief goes to ancient Japan. The Nintendo Task Force takes him to ancient Japan. And so he's there in presumably an ancient Japanese prison. And um, people want to see the continuation of that. And uh, I'm, I was... That wasn't the plan initially. My plan was to just like do a new bites and forget that ever happened. But people want like continuity. It's just like, what happens next? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. It was supposed to be a joke, but I don't know. I guess I can make like, I can I have like half of, or like a third of a bite written where it's a sequel to it. But I have him like escape the Japanese prison. I won't say how, but he does. And he just comes back home in inexplicably. Arbiter asks him, like, how was Japan? <laughs> Chief is like, fucking suck. But, like, I don't really know where to go from there. And, like, like, because I like it when each bite episode is, like, about something distinct, you know? Like, Master Switch, it's about the Master Switch. And then the aftermath is him going to the Japanese prison. But, like, I don't know what this one would be about. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, he gets out of prison, he's back home, and then, I don't know. I hit a I hit a wall with that one, so I I'm not really sure what to do. You know, um, I might combine it with another idea, and then that'll be like a full length thing. But I don't know. I don't I don't want to feel locked down to it. Like I have to make a sequel to this stupid going to ancient Japan story. It's up in the air still. If if I figure something out, then I'll I'll do it. But um, I might just. I might just pretend it didn't happen because that's kind of the idea of bites, right? Where I'm not focused on the plot and continuity. It's just about getting jokes out. Plot, the plot continuity and stuff, that's for like the the story, right? Season eight. I'm really careful with that. But for the bites, the bites are supposed to be the thing where it's like, okay, anything's on the table, you know, like no rules. You know, this fucking crazy thing happens because it's funny, like, you know? Anyway, uh, what I I, don't, I am also working on another bites, um, a Christmas special. So like I have a bunch of material for that written out, but that won't come out until next month. And yeah, so like I've been I've been writing that, but I don't really have anything fleshed out for November yet. But for December, I'm gonna put out a Christmas special, like for for bites, and uh, it's not really there's not really a plot. It's just the toys hanging out on Christmas Eve and the bite is about like how they spend their time on Christmas Eve just chilling. And uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff and it's supposed to have like that clerks type feel where the plot's not really moving anywhere. You're just like following these characters on a night in, you know. I, and I want to capture the atmosphere of it, you know, Christmas Eve where, you know, it's, there's colorful lights and it's snowing outside. And I want to make a comfy bites Christmas 
thing, you know? Anyway. Yeah, so I'm working on I'm working on those. Um episode fifteen. Um I've been distracted with some other stuff, but I'm still in the process of doing a pass through the whole draft of season fifteen that I have. I've I've added a bit of material, but uh that's almost finalized and once I do finalize it I'm gonna start shooting that. So I'll do some live streams for that for when I'm capturing gameplay. So um so yeah. I'll I'll do those again. And anybody who wants me to wants to listen to me walk through my process of grabbing gameplay scenes, uh, you can do that. So yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. Uh yeah. Let's um All right, let's move back to the chats. Where were we with the chats? So yeah, I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Uh, thanks, Decimator. Uh, Rob Roan says, nice haircut, John. Have you played Pokemon Sword or Shield yet? Excited for Reach on Master Chief Collection slash PC. Loving the new season. Cheers. I'm glad you brought this up because I wrote a bunch of material on Pokemon. Um, let me just skim over it quickly. Uh, my roommate got, I don't have Pokemon yet, but my roommate just got Pokemon Shield. And if I were to get it, I, I would get Sword. And, um, and, you know, he has Shield, I have Sword. We can trade for, like, the things that are missing from each of our versions, right? But I'm not sold on it yet. Like, I, I was always a Pokemon fan, but I think I'm just getting kind of bored of the formula. Does anyone else feel the same? Who, who, does anyone in this chat have it? Are you enjoying it? Um, like, it, it does, I, I mean, I saw gameplay of it. It looks cool, but I feel like it, I wouldn't, I feel like it doesn't compel me enough for me to like to finish it because I've had a habit of like buying Pokemon games in recent years and not finishing them just because I lose interest. A big reason is that the narratives are also fucking like lame and stupid and there's no conflict, you know, like every every. Every game has like the the team of retarded villains. Like it it's team yell now. Like it was team rocket before and then team it's always some stupid fucking name. Now it's team yell. It's like f yell seriously. Fucking hell. And uh the plots, I mean I I've got uh, ultra what was it? Ultra sun, I guess whatever was on 3ds and uh um the plot is so straightforward there's like there's no conflict there's no drama there's no there's no there's nothing compelling about the narrative the narrative is just like go talk to that guy that guy says oh do this thing and you do the thing congratulations go to the next island and talk to this guy 
talk to him. Oh, go do this thing. And then you do it. Like it's that over and over. And there's nothing like, there's no, there's, there's like one twist in the plot maybe, but like there's barely anything going on in terms of narrative. Like fuck even red versus or Pokemon red and blue had conflict with Gary, you know, like Gary is such a fucking asshole and like you, he's, he's with you right at the start of the game and then he goes his own way. And it's like, at least that was something, you know, there's like, there's no conflict in the Pokemon games anymore. The dialogue is so fucking like strokey where everyone is just so annoyingly nice to each other. It's like, uh, let's, Hey, you want, you want to battle me? Let's battle our Pokemon, but we're still friends and nothing 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 brings people together like friendship and even though huh, i lost this time but it's okay cuz that just means i'll get stronger and i'll i'm going to win one day and we'll both become pokemon masters and and the, the most important thing is is not winning it's loving your pokemon and sometime and someday i'll be as strong as you and blah 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 blah, blah. that's every pokemon game now it's just boring and uh and now this has like a it has a british theme now where it's like it's like like every every pokemon generation like tries to mix japanese culture with like a different culture and in this case it's britain so there's like you can you can see in the dialogue there's like influence and in, a british influence in the way people talk and um uh, that's pretty cool. I like the Pokemon designs. I like the names. I hate it when they're over-designed, but I've liked the Pokemon I've seen in the new game so far. I like the open-world approach. Um, like I like the 3D camera. Um, I, I don't know. It's just the formula. I feel like the formula's tired. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I want the story to be more compelling. There should be a Pokemon game where, like, you show up at the first Pokemon Center, and it just blows up. And then everyone's like, what the hell? We gotta do something. And then it's like Team Rocket or something, and then you, it's like... Just some kind of plot twist that, like, sets the main character on an unexpected detour, you know what I mean? Like, even the fucking Game Boy games had that. Where it's like, it's it's not as simple as character tells you what to do you go do the thing and then that's it it's like in the game boy games uh someone tells you what to do and then you try to go there but then you find that you just stumble across the fact that team rocket is in your way and they're up to no good so then you gotta like on the fly figure out like oh what are they up to and then like make a detour like try to figure out a way around it like there's an obstacle right to overcome yeah i, I use the the pokemon center blowing up thing already i'm just making the point like because we're talking about pokemon again because it just came out and it's just like you gotta inject some ins excitement into the fucking narrative like how about some conflict for christ's sake you ever see that family guy bit where peter griffin's watching the movie with no conflict in it there's a guy like where's where's the milk for the cereal 
and his roommate or whatever is just like he opens the fridge he's like it's right here he's like oh thanks yeah everything worked out I'm glad we're friends <laughs> Peter's like there's no conflict in this movie where's the conflict man Oh, yeah, and Game Freak deleted a bunch of Pokemon for seemingly no reason. Like, surely storage isn't, a, isn't an issue now. And then there's that weird thing of, like, Game Freak apparently lied to people saying that they didn't duplicate the Pokemon models from older games, but then they did. There was, like, a Twitter thread with, like, photographic evidence that, look, the meshes are exactly the same. You know, and um, I don't know what that's about. I don't know why they would lie about that. And then, uh, why? And then deleting the certain Pokemon. Like, why not just leave them in? Like, I mean, is it because they feel like some Pokemon are just duplicates of others? I mean, surely there's a lot of that going on already with this the, with the selection that is available. So why not just leave them all in? I don't know what the fuck's going on there. And uh, no voice acting, which is probably a good idea. But then if there was, everyone would have to speak with a British accent. Hello, Ash. What, fancy a cup of tea before you go on your adventures? <laughs> and then uh, Team Yell would be like Scottish, like chavs. They'd have like short gelled haircuts with Kappa tracksuits on and gold bling. Oi, see ya! Give you the Pokemon, big man. I'm gonna fucking stab ye. <laughs> I'm for Scotland, right? That means I'm gonna kill ye and steal steal your Pokemon. <laughs> uh. And then the cops would show up. And it would be like, hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? Blimey. It's the old Bill. <laughs> Get a move on. <laughs> uh. This is Britain. So everybody talks like this. Blimey. Uh, what else about Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Right at the beginning of the game, there's a sheep. And I'm just like... What are they saying here? Gotta fuck something. This is Britain, after all. When in Britain, do as the British do. 
which is fucking sheep every every hour of every day. Hello, fellow sheep shagger. <laughs> uh, that's what every British person does. They have sex with a sheep on a cliff edge. Like the, the sheep is facing the edge. And so it always, it keeps pushing back. On your junk. <laughs> This is racist. Yeah, I'm British, though, so I can do it. It's okay. If you belong to the group that you're making fun of, it's totally okay. I think. That's not racism. It's no worse than my my Japanese accent. That's just as bad, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and the Pokemon just, it's funny. You wander around the 3D world and, like, you encounter Pokemon. Like, you can see them. It's not just, like, random and invisible encounters like the old games. You can actually see the Pokemon walking around. And it's funny how they just kind of, like, they just kind of have this, like, bemused shuffle where they're just, like, ugh, like. <laughs> like, they don't have a, a skip in their step or anything. They're just kind of, like, walking like a person would. Some of them should be walking around just like smoking a cigarette. It's like, oh, fuck. I fucking hate being a Pokemon. Ah, <laughs> oh, here comes a trainer. Oh, shit. Fuck. Every time I got to do this, I'm sick of battling fucking trainers. Maybe I don't want to fight today. I just want to smoke the cigarette. Um... Oh, my roommate and I were talking about that, about not that, but uh, we were talking about how like, like there's Pokemon that are designed to, to look like pets, like of people, but then all Pokemon in a way are considered pets. And there's some Pokemon who like, they look like humans. So it's kind of like, Where's the line between owning a pet and essentially owning a slave? Like uh, Machoke, for example, right? He's like buff. He's got two arms. He, like he's bipedal. Like he looks like a little person. He looks like a fucking shredded little guy who could kick your ass. But like that's could still considered a pet to a human being because he's a Pokemon. And it's just funny how like you know, you'll see like the pet type Pokemon at the side of the, like a hu at a human's feet. But then if a, if a Machoke was there, he would just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is bullshit. I'm not, I'm not anybody's fucking pet. I'll, f I'll kick your fucking ass, bitch. That would be too much like slavery, right? I don't know, just a just a thought that occurred to me. I thought that was pretty funny. Oi, Ash. Do you support Brexit? You do? My Jigglypuff is going to give you a right smashing. 
you should write the dialogue for Pokemon. God, be an improvement over the writers they got now. I mean, the 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 like I said before, the writing is just too strokey. Like it's too friendly. Everybody's, you know, God forbid, you put a little conflict in there or an unlikable character. That's what the that's what the uh, the Pokemon games need. You need a guy at the beginning that's a total fucking asshole. You know. Like, all the characters you meet at the start of the new Pokemon and recent Pokemons, they're, like, all just too, like, friendly and, like, Hey, let's work together. Blah, blah, blah. We're going on an adventure together, and if we fight our Pokemon, even though one of us lose, it's okay, because we're still friends, and friendship is the most important thing of all. You had that with Gary. Yeah, I know, but, like... Just because they did it before, that doesn't mean you exclude it from the formula just because it occurred before. Like, you need it there because it makes the fucking narrative interesting. With Gary in the Game Boy games, it was like, oh, this guy's such a prick. I can't wait to beat this guy. You know? It motivated you. And there was an actual thematic reason that that Gary was an asshole in those games because it's his arrogance that ultimately is his downfall at, at the end of the game when you're facing against him on, on the, at, at, after the Elite Four. It's like his arrogance isn't just there for con the sake of conflict. It actually serves a thematic purpose. It's the reason Gary loses to Ash, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was pretty... Given the fact that it's a Game Boy Color game, I thought it was pretty sophisticated uh, storytelling, you know? But anyway. What do I know about writing? I've just been doing it for 12 years. Anyway... Let's, uh, where did we leave off with chats? Let me see. Um, I'm missing a bunch of stuff here. Hang on. Uh, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, the Rob Roan also asked me for Reach. Oh, he asked me about Reach on Master Chief's Collection slash PC. Okay, so Reach on Master Chief Collection slash PC. Does that mean that Reach is being released as part of the Master Chief Collection on both PC and Xbox One? Or is it just PC? Or is it like, is it on PC but not on the Master Chief Collection on PC? Or it's on the Master Chief Collection on both consoles, right? It's like it's supposed to be a part of that collection. Even though Master Chief isn't in Reach... Well, wasn't that the point of the Master Chief Collection? Was that it was all the games that had Chief in it? Chief isn't in Master Chief Collection. But they're making that part of the collection now anyway? I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. On both. Okay. Right, right. Well, that's cool. That's the joke? How's that a joke? Oh, the, the, okay, maybe he's in an Easter egg. Fine. I guess if you, like, beat it on Legendary or something, you get, like, a secret cutscene. I guess. Fine. I was going to make a really big deal out of it, but I guess I won't. I Yeah, who cares? I agree. It's not... I'm just nitpicking for this for its own sake. Don't listen to me. Um, 180 viewers. Holy shit. 
That's so cool. I'm famous, you guys. Uh, where are we? Um, thanks, Rob Rowan. I appreciate it, dude. Loving the new season. Hey, uh, thank you. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Stay tuned. It's more to come. It's only going to escalate from here. If you thought the last episode was wacky, holy, hold on to your butts. Uh, Rivers727 says, if you set your video as not safe for kids, but the Federal Trade Commission... Do you mean the Fed? Do you mean the Federal Communications Commission or the Trade Commission? If you set your video as not safe for kids, but the FTC deems it safe for kids, you could be fined forty-two thousand dollars per video. It's at their discretion. What kind of fucked up rule is that? You make your video not safe for kids, but if it's deemed safe for kids, well, what's the fucking, what's their criteria for deeming something as, whether or not something is safe for kids? I mean, the line is blurred now more than ever because so much content is created for fucking man babies like me who are 30, 31 years old in actuality, but still like a 15 year old in their head. That's me, basically. <laughs> like, where? I mean, there's so many fucking overgrown children in society now. All these grown men are going to superhero movies. But those superhero movies are also for children. Like, how the fuck? What kind of... What is their criteria? I want to know. I mean, especially if they feel justified handing out $42,000 fines. What the fuck is up with that? I mean, fuck, am I, am I, is my content geared towards children because I have all these fucking cringy video game posters behind me and I make a show that where the two lead characters or toys come to life? Does that make it a, a show for children? I mean, I have that disclaimer at the front, which says this contains explicit language. I guess that I can I definitely use that in a, in a defense, defensive case. You know what I mean? $42,000 US is like a $200, $200 Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. You might want to check your math on that one. I don't think you're... What That means... Um, yeah, that means you're... Yeah, I, would, I think your currency has a little more value than that. <clears throat> Pardon me, how rude. Uh, thank you, Rivers. That's fucked up. I'm going to look into that later, if I remember. Kirkland Signature says, Captain Desi is a coomer. I don't even want to know what that is. Thanks, Kirkland. Desi's cool. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Played in the background says, Hey, John. Just checking in. How is your life going? I'm good, man. I'm feeling really good. Like I said before, I'm eating healthy. I'm working out. I lost a bunch of weight. I'm less anxious. 
I'm not having panic attacks as much as I was a few weeks ago. Um, I'm getting a lot done. I archived my whole show. I'm getting a lot of writing done. Episode 15's in progress. Feeling, I'm on I'm on chat right now. I was feeling a little anxious before doing this today, but it's always the same every fucking time. I just kind of threw myself into it. And now here I am, and uh, I'm enjoying myself, so this is cool. I'm, a, I'm doing good. Thanks for for all the concern, you guys. That wasn't sarcastic. I am actually, uh, I do appreciate the concern. Thanks for asking. I hope you guys are doing okay. Thank you, played in the background. Um, I got more material to, to do, but uh, I'll finish off these chats first. We're almost done. And then I got to go pee, and then I'll come back, and then I'll do uh, material. Uh, Haas Delgado says, Job, what's your opinion on Frozen 2? I haven't seen the first Frozen, so I don't know. I heard it was like... I heard it was basically like man-hating propaganda. I don't know what's going on. But basically, like, the message is like, men just hold women back and they don't need men and the inner strength of women and all that, which is fine. Of course, women have inner strength. But, like, just... To just, like, say that women never need men or, or even vice versa. I mean, it's, like, we need each other. There's a reason we're both here. I don't fucking know. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm just talking out of my fucking ass right now. But um, I heard, like, it has problems thematically. But uh, I'm curious to watch it just to, to see for myself what the problem is exactly. But I got nothing against seeing it. Um, and Frozen 2, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those trailers where you don't really know what the plot is because they have such faith that it's going to make box office bank that they feel like they don't need to go into detail. It's kind of like Avengers Endgame or like the new Star Wars where like... But there's a difference there. Like with Avengers Endgame, I didn't know what the plot was, but it was like exciting because I had faith that they were going to do it well. But now with the new Star Wars... It's like, I don't know what the plot is, but that also works against its favor because um, I don't really trust Disney's ability to make something satisfying. Like, I, I knew Endgame would probably be pretty good. Um, and I, I did really enjoy Endgame. I know, like, a bunch of hardcore Marvel fans have a problem with it for whatever reason, and the time travel plot is fucking stupid. But that doesn't doesn't matter you know like what they did thematically with that movie i thought was really cool and all the character moments and stuff i thought were compelling enough to justify the silly plot i mean tony stark literally figures out quantum mechanics and time travel in like fucking five minutes just because he looks at a mobius strip that in he like inverts a mobius strip and he's like oh i figured it out that's i rolled my eyes in the theater i was like that's so dumb but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just like to move the plot forward, right? Um, but yeah, but like with Star Wars, I just I don't give a shit about the new Star Wars movie. Does anybody? It might be cool, I don't know, but I'm just not that stoked for it at all. But the Mandalorian looks sweet. Mandalorian looks sick. New Star Wars movie, I'm just like, meh. Might be good. I don't know. I'll probably go see it in theater anyway. Whatever. It'll probably be okay. I, I, fuck. Fuck knows. I don't know. 
they're bringing back Darth Sidious for like or like Palpatine or they're the same guy, right? They're bringing him back somehow, and it's like, come on, dude, he's dead. How often are we gonna do this where we're fucking digging up dead characters and you know puppeting them, puppeting their corpses around in front of the camera like they're still. They serve their purpose in the, in the story. Why do you got to bring back? It's because of that recognizability factor, right? It's gonna, it's gonna mean more box office revenue if you have a bunch of characters that are familiar from the older movies. But whatever. Um, I can't finish the chats right now. I gotta go pee. I gotta pee so bad. Um, so let me go urinate. And um, I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, take the mic with you? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, going on standby. I'll be right back, guys. Thanks. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the See Me After Class podcast with your enthusiastic host, John Graham. Um... Still lagging? Great. That's awesome. YouTube rocks. Uh, oh, you know what? Maybe uh, if I go into the gear, click the gear icon next to this thing. Maybe if there's an audio filter that lets me offset the audio. Suppression, polarity, no. Fuck you. Cool, I guess I just can't fix it. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully it'll be fixed next time. That's lame. Christ, I just want to offset the video and the audio. How fucking hard is it? Alright. Um... Yes, I make my own tracks. I make my own music. I hope you like. I'm making. I've been making more music, but uh, people are asking me to make my synthwave album, and uh, they're like, "Where is it?" And I'm like, "I'm working on it. It actually takes a while, you know." Um, but I got a I got a few rough tracks, but they're kind of they're shit. I still got to work on them. But I, I'm, I'm, I am slowly working on a thing. I like the structure of it, actually. I t I, so I'm making this like, I don't know, I guess you'd call it outrun. But it's meant to be played while you're driving a car. And each track is named a particular hour. So it's like, it starts at 7 p.m. And then it, the tracks go 8, 9, 10, 11, and all the way to 7 a.m. the next day. And, like, each track is supposed to be, like, a different mood. And, like, I mean, if if you played the tracks back-to-back, -back, obviously the span of time would be much shorter than 12 hours. But just, like, I thought it was cool structuring it that way where it's just, like, the, the time of day dictates how the song feels. I don't know. It's, I'm still working on it. so deep and metaphorical 
yeah, whatever. Sounds sarcastic. You don't have to like it, okay? It's just a cool idea I'm working on. Um, <clears throat> John, stop talking. Just sit there and stare at the camera. What if I did that? Wouldn't that be crazy if I just did that? I should do that for an hour one day. <laughs> it's a whole hour. Just staring. Everybody logs in. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Whatever. Um I oh I want to do that before I forget again. I want to do this thing. So when uh when I didn't you remember the whole debacle with Machinima? them blocking my show and then they wouldn't respond to me in regard to like posting the show on my own channel. Um, and I eventually I threatened legal action and I sought legal advice on Twitter and people were like retweeting it and like contacting like lawyers that they knew. And there's this guy, Ross Dannenberg. He's a intellectual property lawyer who specializes particular in particularly in video game intellectual property law and he got in contact with me and he offered to look at my case to see what I had and um, if if he on on uh, on viewing my my case if he deemed that it was something he could go forward with then we were going to discuss like fees, but I, I didn't, he ended up like just looking at my case for like no charge. And he even sent me his uh, book that he wrote or co-wrote, I guess. But anyway, I just wanted to give him a, a plug and, and show his book. I've been meaning to do this for so long. I kept fucking forgetting. Hang on. But anyway, it's, uh, he's for, didn't charge me anything. He sent me his book for free. He said, uh, Legal Guide to Video Game Development. And uh, I haven't looked at it much yet. I've just been too busy. But just the fact that he sent it, I'm, I'm going to read it eventually. But I just thought it was so cool of him to do that. And um, I think if, if, if this is something you're curious about, I would definitely, you know, consider giving this a read. Uh, the Ins and Outs of the Legal Aspects of Video Game Production. Uh, patents, copyrights, and trademarks, business and finance, risk and insurance, open source, uh, EULAs and terms of use, legal disputes, intellectual property agreements, publishing and developing agreements, license agreements and privacy policies, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Um, so if any of you guys are like into game dev and shit and this is stuff you're curious about, like, or say like, you know, you 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 want to create a game, but you have a team of people, and you want to form like a small company, like an LLC or something like that. Um, this could very well be the book for you. So, you know, consider getting it. And uh, I really appreciate. Big shout out to Ross for sending this my way. And he accompanied the book with this really nice note. He wrote me this note here. A little fancy envelope said, uh, John, this should give you a head start with your next IP slash legal issue. <laughs> I'm here if you need me. Best, Ross. Fucking great guy. 
uh, I ended up not needing his help because the mere threat, because I knew I was talking to Ross at the time, and then I sent Machinima an email saying, "Hey, if you don't respond to me this time, I'm going. I'm threatening legal action, and I'm going to go forward with." I'm. Ar- I, I told Machinima like I'm already talking to a lawyer now, and if you're not going to get back to me on this, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take legal action because I want to get the show seen. It wasn't even about money. It was just like nobody can watch the show, you know, and keeping keeping it off the Internet isn't like it's not benefiting anybody. So, like, why not just make the show available? Like, it was so fucking stupid. Like, I didn't care about the monetization of the show or anything. I was just like, I just want the show up there so people can fucking watch the show that I spent five years making. And not have to download some obscure fucking archive. You know? That was so dumb. Fucking machinima. Stupid ass company. Just kidding. They're great. Anyway. Let's, uh... So big thanks to Ross for that. And I'm sorry. I'm just getting to it now. But there you go. Hopefully, I, I would be happy to have his help again, but hopefully I don't need it, you know. Um, what else did I want to talk about here? Are there any? Oh, there's more chats. Oh, hang on. I'll finish those off first. Uh, <clears throat> Scott Mead. Junior says, if I sent you some cool music I got recently through email, would you listen to it? Love you, John. Keep it real. Uh, you got recently? So you didn't make it. But yeah, if you want to, sh- if you think there's like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. If you got a track that I think I would think is cool, then sure. Send me a link and um, I'll, if I have time, I'll listen to it. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, Tobias Edwardson says, The original Luigi's Mansion is irreplaceable. Still looking forward to playing the third one, though. By the way, loved episode 14. Hope you're doing good, my man. I'm doing very good, man. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed episode 14. Um, yeah, Luigi Ma- Luigi's Mansion 3 is dope. Uh, definitely worth a playthrough. It's really uh, a lot of bang for your buck, too. Like, if, if you're like me who vacuums up every single fucking thing in every room, then you'll get plenty of hours out of it. It's really fun. And, yeah, I agree. The first one is just terrific. It was like, I think it was a gamble for Nintendo, but, like, it was it was the right call because it was, it's a great, uh, it's a great spinoff series. Thank you, Tobias. I hope you're doing well, man. Gavin, uh, thanks, Gavin. No text attached to that one, but thank you. Natef says, more film school stories, please. Hashtag time's up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I told all my good stories already. I used to get shit for that. I got a, f- a couple emails from people saying like, man, you used to talk about real shit in your podcast. Now it's just fucking lame and stupid and you just talk about like you know recent events and or like old news 
or like you know impersonal stuff and i'm just like hey, i don't know i've had a finite fucking life man i mean if the fact is i shared most of my cool stories on my podcast already i don't have a wealth of stories because i'm not really an adventurous dude you know i'm not like fucking Artie lang or some shit where i have like a a drug story a drug-fueled crazy story for every single day of my life you know like a lot of my life is boring because a lot of my life I spend sitting in a fucking chair writing and editing stuff. So I shared a lot of my good stories already. But, you know, if something if something happens that's interesting, I'll, I'll definitely write it down. And if I remember, I'll I'll talk about it. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what other film school stories. I mean, I haven't really thought about it for a long time. If I if I I'll think back on it and if I remember anything, I'll. I'll talk about it, but I think I just, I think I said all the cool stuff, the interesting stuff already. <clears throat> Any stories like the prom one? Um, not really. I mean, that's a big one, but like, yeah, I mean, it, you, I can't, I don't ha can't have more than one prom. I mean, there's only one. I told it. That's over now, so what can I do now? I just accept, accept, uh, talk about what happens to me day to day going forward, which is frankly not a lot. So, you know, I do my best. I try to keep people entertained. I've like, I, I, I've written a bunch of comedic material down like for Pokemon. I wrote all that stuff about like British accents and cheap shagging and, <laughs> and uh you know what else have i got here no i'll do the finish off the chats first sorry um thanks natef uh dice says my hero and it's like a squirrel sticker oh yeah i turned on stickers i'm not really 100 percent sure what that means on youtube chat but Apparently, you, you guys can post fun stickers now. <laughs> so you can have lots of fun with those. There you go. Thanks a lot, Dykes. Trixel, Trixel, Trixel Picks 1 says, Hey, John, what is the Hello World virus thingy? Uh, it's a self-replicating bot. And it was introduced in episode 12 of Our Being the Chief. And people are wondering why it hasn't been mentioned since, but um, it will it will pop up again, back up in the plot. You just have to wait. Okay. Okay. Um, thanks, Trixel Picks. Lord Xanthar the Allen says, "What happened to Arby and the Chief Girls episode?" Um, it's blocked. It's it's. I think it it was blocked worldwide at some point, but now it's just blocked in certain regions. One of those regions being the United States. Um, but in Canada, it's available. I don't know about other regions. Um, but yeah, people in the United States will find themselves unable to watch episode two, season... No, season two, episode one. The girls episode. And it's because I used that Sheena Easton track like I got to remaster the audio for that one. It's on my list. It's on my to-do list. Um I'll I'll get to that. Thankfully it's that's like the only one I have to remaster. 
But yeah, I have plans to remaster the audio for that one so people can see it. Thanks, man. Uh, Dice says, John, would Arbiter react to PC gaming? More importantly, Half-Life 2, if you have played it, and Witcher 3, and the upcoming W3 Netflix show. Oh, Witcher 3 Netflix show. Uh, PC gaming? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the thing is like finding a funny idea, right? That's That's the driving... That's the engine behind like making a bytes episode, right? Like in for in the case of Master Switch, it was Chief hacks a switch to play Halo and sells it. That that was the comedic idea. I don't want the engine of like a bytes episode to be like Arbiter just watches this game. You know, cuz then the the episode is just kind of a flat line. Like I would need to I would need to figure out a comedic angle first. You know, um, Half-Life 2, yeah, I played it. It's great. I fucking love Half-Life 2. I remember the first time I played it, I was just blown away. You know, the graphics at the time, the source engine, the physics puzzles, the, it was all like the seamless first person narrative. Um, it, yeah, that was a great game. I don't know if, uh, I don't know how I would have Arbiter comedically react to it. I mean, my first in instinct is to have Chief comedically, comedically react to it, saying that it sucks because it's not Halo, because that's the running joke, right? Every game that's not Halo sucks because it doesn't have Master Chief in it. Um, yeah, I don't know what the comedic angle would be, but I do like that game, so if I figure out something, that would be a cool game to do. Um, and Witcher 3, yeah, same thing with that. Um, I played that too. That was great. I didn't finish it though. I got stuck. I got as far as like, you know how you have to find a thousand gold or whatever to get on the boat to take you to Skellige, I think it's called, however you pronounce it. But I don't know how to get that much money. Like I'm finding it hard to save money in that game. Because, like, every time I finish a mission, I find that I'm spending most of my money on, like, repairing all my equipment. And I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm just a fuck playing like a fucking idiot. I don't know how to save money in that game properly. But, but yeah, that's, that's where I am because I still don't have the fee for the boat to get to the next place. But I, I was loving that game from what I played of it. Yeah. And, uh... Witcher 3 on Netflix. I don't know much about it other than the trailer. I mean, it looks... I think it looks pretty cool. But apparently the... They're making the focus on the female characters. Which is fine. I mean, if that's what they want to do, but... Um... I just thought, isn't isn't the main character the Witcher? Like, it's called the Witcher. <laughs> but whatever. It might still be good. I don't know. I remember there was a bunch of 4chan threads making fun of like the armor. Like all the all the soldiers in the Witcher series are wearing stupid armor. It looks like wrinkled paper mache. I don't know what's going on there, but whatever. Armor, who cares? If it's a good show, whatever. And I like Henry Cavill, and he looks like he plays that part well. So yeah, I'll watch it when it's... Is it out already? I don't know. 
I guess, wouldn't it be? I mean, because that's what Netflix does, right? They just, they put out the whole, like a whole season in one instant. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, Dice. Um, Decimator Omega says, by the way, it's Captain Desi. Oh, hey, dude. Went back to my original alias. You've been getting fake Desi donos. Well, how do I know? This is a fucking real one. <laughs> I haven't been in school for almost a decade. I work for an aerospace company. Trolls suck. An aerospace company? You're fucking launching rockets into NASA? Or you're working for NASA launching rockets into space and people are making fun of you? Fuck those guys, man. That's pretty cool. Well done, dude. And uh, thanks. I hope you're doing well, man. CB Gog says, John, I'm earnestly hyped for that Synthwave album. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, still working on it. Um, it takes time. But uh, if I make substantial progress on it, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, I'm, I I like doing it. It's uh it's a very pleasant hobby. Uh, no Manos says R B N the Chief, greatest show of all time. You know it. You you bet your fucking ass it's the best show of all time. Um, if you haven't watched the new episode, you're a loser. I don't know if you guys knew about this, but apparently you're a big fat loser if you haven't seen the new episode of my show. Are you tired of being a fucking loser? Watch R.B. and the Chief. And tell your friends. Tell your friends about my cool show. And if they want to stop being a fucking loser, they can also watch my show. And have that status... Have have themselves instantly cleansed of that cursed status of loser. And to escalate into the ranks of elite chads who enjoy such fine masterpieces as Arby and the Chief. To be fair, you have to have a really high IQ to understand Arby and the Chief. It's just the way it is, you know? The jokes are actually really deep. It's actually a very intellectual show. It's about the duality of man. I'm dizzy after that. Um, Chris Mayan says, Season 6 remix may be included in John Wave album. No, I, I want, I want the, the Synthwave album to stand out like, like unique tracks just for that album. So yeah, I don't, I don't, want, it, I don't want to connect it to the show. But thanks, man. And Blood Gulch Patrick sends 100 rubies. Wow, thanks, dude. R-U-B, that's what that is, isn't it? I'm not sure what that is, what that converts to. But whatever it converts to, I really appreciate it, man. And all you guys. And uh, let me just check uh, Streamlabs before we wrap that part up. Um, where's my mini feed? Here it is. Uh, holy shit Scott Jackson dropped the big one says hey man been with you since my 
high school days over 10 years. Please. Oh, for Christ's sake, how do I read the whole thing? It's like cutting it off at the knees. Hang on, sorry. Please accept this for all the entertainment through the years. You've been an influence in my life. And fuck YouTube and Machidima. Love you, man. Hey, thank you, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. There's more coming. I'm working hard to bring it to a satisfying close. Hopefully everyone will dig the end. It doesn't polarize people too much. Sometimes you can't help it. I think it'll it'll go down well. Anyway, thanks, dude. And also, Scott Jackson 117 says, Just for the prime content of you staring at the camera, I failed NNN. Thanks a lot, John CJG. I failed NNN? Is that stand for something? Or is that just you going, mm? Mm? I failed, mm? Or you're saying you failed, and then like, mm? Is like your noise. I failed. <laughs> you didn't fail. You did good. Mission succeeded. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, everybody. You guys are terrific. Um, okay, so let me get to some material that I wrote. Let me look at all this boring, lame shit that I wrote down. Um, what do I want to talk about? What do I have in the category of comedy? All Japanese people are samurai. <laughs> That's what I actually have written here. That's not true. It's weird, you know, like, some things are considered racist, some aren't, and like, where's where's the line between, you know, making fun of like a different culture and racism and the line between appropriating a culture in a derogatory way and just celebrating a culture? Like there seems to be no difference between the two. There's just a big overlap and... You're not allowed to go as anything for Halloween anymore because it's always appropriation in some fucking form. You know, I read a, an article recently about how uh, dressing up as a witch is appropriation, derogatory appropriation, because the costume is based off of women who were oppressed back in the, the days of Salem where they were torched or, you know, set on fire for being a witch. And it's just like, fucking hell. Like, well, well, if witches aren't okay, then what the fuck is okay? You know, like, it, witches, witch, a, a witch is like one of the most basic, like, if you think Halloween, that's one of the first fucking things that comes to mind is like witches and black cats and stuff. And you're not even going to let kids dress up as witches anymore. So I guess nothing's okay. Because you can always tie something back to like a point of origin. Is that all it takes? To make it not appropriate or uh, to, to, for something to be culturally appropriating, 
does all you have does all it need is a point of origin because guess what everything ever has a point of origin it's just a case of how far back does it go right and witches is the days of witches is a long fucking time ago so apparently it doesn't matter how far back you go it's so fucking dumb that whole thing remember the Chinese dress thing that was a big stink in the media where like a girl a a white girl like a American white girl I think wore a Chinese dress to her prom and then she got chewed out on Twitter from some SJW asshole who's just like had a heart on that day and wanted to give her a hard time. And he was just like, um, my culture. Oh, yeah, he was a Chinese. I guess he was. Oh, no, I guess it was a chick. It was a Chinese woman girl. And she was like, my culture is not your goddamn prom dress. Or maybe it was a maybe it was a Chinese guy. I don't know. But like Chinese, whether male or female or gender fluid, wouldn't want to be. Would want to be offensive by omitting every or you know certain people, but anyway, um, obviously that wasn't a case of like appropriation in a derogatory way. They were just like she wore that dress because she thought she looked good in it, and she did, and it was a really nice looking dress, and it wasn't making fun of the culture. But I get it. There's a line somewhere, right? Because if you if you show up at a Halloween party dressed as a like an Indian covered in blackface and pig's blood. Yeah, I can see like somebody approaching that guy at the party going, hey, maybe you want, you want to maybe wear something else. <laughs> but just not everything is appropriation, you know? And it's just like, if you can't specify what's appropriation and what isn't, then maybe it's just something that people need to be less sensitive about in general. You know? I don't know. But just, like, making it all of a sudden not okay for kids to dress up as things they've been dressing up as forever. Fucking hell. Leave the kids alone. Let them be fucking kids while they still got time. You just gonna extinguish all fucking fun from the face of the earth over this PC crap? I mean, seriously, what under under these appropriation guidelines, what co- what single Halloween costume is okay? Name one, because it it probably ties back to some ac- oppressed group of people in some form or another. Should just ignore these fucking people who complain about costumes and stuff. Like I said, there's a line somewhere, right? But I think that's going too far where you're just saying kids can't dress up as witches anymore. Fuck that. How did I get on this? Oh, yeah. All Japanese people are samurai. And that's obviously a joke. Like, I I just think that's really funny doing that voice. But I'm not disrespecting Japanese people or Japanese culture when I do that. You know? Like, uh, what, what does making fun of something mean that you don't respect it? I don't think so. But people treat the two things as like mutually, like they overlap with each other. Like if you're making fun of something, you must hate it or you must like, 
you're laughing at it or whatever, you know, and that's not the case. Anyway. And my outrage is the offensive accent. I'm Japanese and I don't talk like that. Stop it, Johnny. Johnson. <laughs> please. Please stop it. <laughs> no. I'm going to keep making fun of Japanese people forever. <laughs> no! This is the racial stereotype. Have you seen the latest South Park episode, John? Oh, the one with the transgendered athletes? I haven't seen that yet, no. It looks funny, though. Cause I, I agree with that. I think that's fucked up. Like, um, like men who are born biological men, sorry. And then they transition into women, which is fine. I'm pro trans. I got nothing against trans people, <gasps> but then they go into like female competitive sports and they just fucking decimate the competition because they have like stronger bone density and muscle mass and shit. And they have big fucking hands and they just beat the shit out of all these women. Beat them in races. You know? And all the women are like, fuck, man. And then, But the trans community is like, oh, you better not have a problem with this. Otherwise, you're phobic. Everyone's phobic now. And uh, maybe this is... Maybe I'm evil for suggesting this, but I think there should be male sports, female sports, and transgender sports. Like, if we're going to do that, but there's a lot of sports where I think they can overlap, right? Because maybe the, the gender differences aren't as important. I don't know, maybe like tennis or something. Or maybe it does matter. I don't fucking know. But just the mixing the transgender men or transgender women and women is uh it it's it seems pretty obviously unfair on observation but our, I'm just a transphobic maniac who doesn't know what he's talking about so I should just shut up before I get canceled hashtag canceled uh what else do I have here the word retard is unusually taboo now. What the fuck is with that? I'm f I feel like uncomfortable now because like there's all these people with like podcasts. Like Joe Rogan being one of them. Dick Masterson. A few different people I listen to who are just like they they shy from saying the word retard on their streams. And I'm just like, dude, I say retard all the time. I've used, I use it so frequently in my show. I have Chief say it so often that I just don't really think much of it. I mean, I know how much the word stings. There's a reason I gravitate towards it because I know how much it stings. I'm not insensitive to how like offensive the word is. And 
but I would never use the word retard to refer to somebody with, you know, mental or physical, you know, uh, impediments. Like, that, that would be so rude and, like, cruel. But I do like the word retard for just describing people who do stupid things, make stupid choices. But all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm feeling like it's taboo now in a way that it wasn't earlier. And I'm just like, I feel kind of like, like I'm alone on a glacier bobbing around in the ocean where I'm just like, fuck nobody else. Really? Like I'm saying retard left and right all the time. And you know, am I a bad guy now? Like, that's what it feels like. Like maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but fuck whatever. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just think it's a funny word. It's like faggot. I say it too much. I shouldn't say it. But people know I don't hate gay people. I'm not racist. I'm a live and let live guy, you know? And I don't I don't resent anybody because of their things that they have no control over. You know what I mean? If I make fun of somebody, it's because of a stupid choice that they made. Right? And then you use those colorful words to refer to people like that, you know. And I remember a friend of mine, she works with like, um, she works with mentally handicapped as like an assistant. And she's like, I never say the word retard. And like, I don't like, I don't, I hate it when I hear other people say it. And me and, uh, me and her are good friends. And I was just like, I say it. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I say it a lot. <laughs> she's just like, oh. But then she kind of like eased up because she's like, well, he probably doesn't mean it. And I don't. Like, I don't, like, I say it, but I don't, I don't use that to refer to those kinds of people. You know, I never would. It's tasteless. But I don't, what, what do you guys think? Is, is the word retard like not okay in any circumstance anymore? I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people who like, I don't believe in like, outlawing certain words because I think you just make it more attractive that way if you give words like that power then somebody out there is going to use that power against you like if you're that sensitive like if you're so sensitive to a word where you're just like this word is illegal now nobody can say it ever you're going to prison forever that just makes people like it makes evil people know how sensitive you are to that and that that's a that's a button for you and then they'll push it you know so I, I think the answer is to just not be so reactive to words like that and like if a hateful asshole is gonna use those words I mean he shouldn't and that guy should be made fun of but I don't believe in like censoring language you know I don't know. That's just that's just my stupid thoughts. Um I I'm practicing my outrageously stereotypical New York accent. It's not just Japan. I do a New York accent too. It's kind of lame. I think about it too much and I screw up the accent sometimes, but um I keep saying these ridiculous phrases to like practice the accent 
Like I'm, tr- I'm deliberately trying to make the accent as offensive and annoying as possible and grating as possible. So it actually, it makes, it would make New Yorkers go like, what the fuck? We don't talk like that. Like that, that's my, that's my intent there. And, uh, I keep pretending that I'm a New York doctor and that I keep recommending patients that they fry up bacon and rub it on their balls. But I say it in a, in a heavy New York accent. Why don't you try uh, frying up some bacon, rub it on your balls? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It makes no sense. Yeah, your your balls aren't looking too good. You tried frying up some bacon and rubbing it on your balls there. <laughs> on your balls, your balls. <coughs> that's so stupid. Um, oh, you guys, you guys want to see my impression of a girl? This is my girl impression. I'm a girl. Oh my God. That's it. You just say, oh my God, in a variety of, of, uh, not even a variety, just the, the exact same inflection every time. And, uh, you constantly flick your hair. And then tie your hair back like this so your bobs pop out like this. Oh, my God. And then and then you, you get your nails done and you constantly stretch out your fingers like this. So they're like beyond straight, just like as far. So they're arching backwards as far as they'll go. And then you throw up your hands like this and you kind of do some head bobs like that. And then a lot of a lot of pointing, too. Oh my god. I'm a girl. Oh my god. Like <laughs> whatever. Like oh my god. That's my girl impression. It's pretty spot on, isn't it? There's girls in the chat going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> we don't all talk like that, okay? Oh my god. Like whatever. Like oh my god. I wish I had long hair. I had my racist. I wish I had my racist wig on. And I, I'd flick my hair like this. <laughs> That's offensive. What can I say? I just hate whammon. Stupid whammon. 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 Uh, what else have I got? That about does it for comedy. Um. I got a bunch of things I wrote on trans here, but I don't want to bore everybody with politics. Maybe there's something funnier I can go to first. Um, oh, yeah, I got into an argument with some guy on Facebook about capitalism versus democratic socialism. But that's I don't want to get into that either because it's just more fucking politics. Maybe a different podcast. Oh, I know. Postmodernism. We can talk about that the whole episode. 
Oh, Terminator? I haven't seen Terminator yet. It, um, it looks kind of lame. It looks like it has some cool fight scenes, but like, I think I'll probably not like it that much. I'm kind of intrigued, but nothing beats uh, Terminator 1 and 2, you know? I watched Terminator 2 the other day. Holy fuck, that's a good movie. James Cameron gets some shit, you know, and I what what he's doing with like what James Cameron's doing with Avatar right now, I think it's like what the fuck are you doing, dude? But anybody who makes Terminator 2 has my eternal respect cuz that movie is fucking dope. It's like one of the best action movies ever. If you haven't seen it, watch Terminator 1 if you haven't seen it and then Terminator 2. Definitely. It's like one of the best action movies ever made. <clears throat> um, but yeah, apparently the Dark Fate is like the best movie, the best Terminator movie since Terminator 2. And uh, which, you know, isn't saying that much because a lot of the sequels have been shit. I think I liked the third one, Rise of the Machines. I thought that was okay. I had that cool, like, girl robot, girl Terminator. I thought she was cool. Um, but then, like, Salvation came out with Christian Bale. And that movie was just dog shit. Even though I really like Christian Bale. That director just sucks. McGee. And then, uh, like, Genesis, which I didn't care about. And there's a few other ones. Or, like, one or two other ones. I, th I don't know. I just I'm just kind of bored of it, and they all pale in comparison to Terminator Two. Man, it's just that was like the the pinnacle, and then it was just such a downward slope from there. Salvation was legit. There are parts of there are little parts of Salvation that are awesome, like Christian Bale like gunning down that one Terminator with the with the chain gun on the helicopter. That was sweet. But uh, I think this the story structure is just very uneven. Terminator 2 is the best one. What the fuck are you talking about? Herder. Is that supposed to be me? Herder. Duh. Hey guys, Terminator 2 is really good, okay? Duh. Spat all over my microphone. Gross. And that was really offensive to to mentally disabled people. Not funny, John. Uh, what else have I got here? Talked about video games already. Oh yeah, uh, the media. Um. Do you guys, you guys know what Project Veritas is? They exposed a bunch of things. Most recently, the um, what was it? Oh yeah, the the Epstein story. There was that reporter from ABC, and she had all this dirt on Epstein. And then um, 
uh, ABC told her not to run the story or that they wouldn't run the story on the network because the world just wasn't ready to hear it, apparently. And who knows who ABC is working with that they were mo- mo- uh, motivated to suppress that story. But, you know, apparently three years ago, the evidence was all there. But then it wasn't until Epstein suicide or no suicide I mean um quote unquote it wasn't until then that it was that the story broke out into the mainstream where it's just like well we can't ignore this because this is just so this looks so fucking suspicious that okay we have to get into this now and it's like what the fuck is ABC doing that they were sitting on that for so long they knew about it all this time and it's just all coming out now. And it was Project Veritas that, that leaked the footage. Apparently, the guy who had the footage was a guy from CNN, I think. Like, it was an ABC reporter that was on camera, but the footage was obtained by a CNN employee who then leaked it to Project Veritas. ABC is owned by Disney. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Kind of makes you go, hmm. Can't help but go, hmm, on this one. What about you guys? Are you going, hmm? It's a hmm-worthy story, I think. Um. So, yeah, I uh, it made me go, hmm. <laughs> and, um... I like Project Veritas, but I have I have some questions about their ethical their you know their ethics and how they go about leaking footage. Cause I also saw I also saw their CNN exposed uh video series on YouTube. It's kind of annoying because like there's there's like it's split into parts, right? But part one and part two use like ninety percent of the same footage and clips and audio and it's just like did this really need to be two separate parts this is all basically one it's basically the same video done again but the inf- the the leaked info is solid you know because it shows jeff zucker who is like the head of cnn and he's like the recordings are of him addressing his staff at cnn in like a 9 a.m phone call like before the start of the workday, where he's just going over the events, the timeline of the day, basically. And it's basically just like impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. And Trump, anti-Trump, Trump, Trump, Trump sucks, Trump sucks dick. Just constantly just do that. Ignore everything else. Impeachment needs to be the main narrative. And look, there's plenty of reasons to hate Trump. I don't like the guy either. But it's it's just constantly forced anti-Trump narrative. And they're deliberately doing that. And apparently Zucker has like a vendetta with Trump going all the way back to Celebrity Apprentice when they were, I think they were both on the show at some point. I don't know if Jeff Zucker was like a contestant or like behind the camera involved in some way, but it's like, um, the guy clearly has a bias against Trump and now he's like the head of CNN and he's using his power to like smear the guy. And look, he, the Trump doesn't necessarily need guys to smear him. I mean, he can smear himself with a lot of just this conduct in general, the way he talks, 
Like, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but... That said, there is something to be said for a guy... There's something I can't help but admire from a guy who walks up to a, a like a podium mic at a rally and he treats it like open mic night at 2 a.m. where he's just like talking off the cuff, apparently not off a sheet of paper or a teleprompter. As And having that as opposed to like the hyper-rehearsed, you know, er- eloquently written kind of bullshit speech that Obama or Hillary would read out. Like it's, it's, there's no eloquence at all to what Trump says in front of the same microphone, but like there's the, the the part of me that likes comedians and humor and like kind of like a fuck it kind of attitude and trolling the the part of me that likes all that stuff kind of likes that Trump does that. Is that bad? Does that make me a bad person? Don't tell, don't tell my friends local to me in Vancouver. They'll fucking crucify me for being a Trump supporter. Even though I don't consider myself a Trump supporter, but I'm not demonizing conservatism either. I hate it when that. I hate it when people do that. I have no patience for that because that's just you know, whatever side you're on. If you're trying to demonize the other side, I'm really against that because it just shuts down discussion, and it it you know. You're just painting people with just a big evil brush. Like, oh, this person isn't listening, worth listening to. You know? Liberalism and conservatism are both valid modes of thought, depending on the situation. That's why the two political parties need to talk to each other. You know what I mean? And when you have, when you see on my, all my social media is just like my news feeds are just like so far left like even if you even set foot on the right you're evil you're a nazi and you know they're all either democratic socialists or full on socialists mar- or marxist i can't believe the amount of marxists on my on my feed like people i went to school with people i like good friends of mine who are just like fuck really I mean, God, I'm I'm actually I'm a left leaning guy. I know people don't fucking believe me, but I actually am. But I think that's just going too far. I'm I'm not a Marxist, that's for sure. And there's you know there's all these fucking memes. Nobody articulates their ideas, but they're they're perfectly willing to share a meme that grossly over oversimplifies a complex idea. And uh, it's like. It's like fucking, are you even reading what you fucking share? Like, and then when someone challenges them on their views that the, that it's, is implied that they have based on the meme that they share, they don't respond. Like, you know, they don't respond when challenged. This is wrong because this, and then nobody, nobody responds. It's lame. think people should be willing to defend their ideas if they share them online and just because something isn't isn't a meme doesn't mean it's true this this text is embedded in a jpeg that means it's true and irrefutable uh no (laughs) oh it's lame 
Um, so anyway, what what was? Oh yeah, I was talking about Project Veritas, and because I have, I have kind of a problem with Project Veritas, despite, despite the information that they're leaking is really interesting and like it's stuff people should know. I have to question like at what cost we're getting this information, because on the CNN exposed video series, for instance, there's people on camera, employees of CNN who are fully exposed, like their names, their faces, their voices. There's no blurring. There's no pixelation. There's no masking the voice. There's no modulator. Like it's just, and I don't think the people know they're being recorded either because they're obviously like hidden body cameras. And it's just like, does the person know that you're showing this footage? Like what happened to them after this? They probably lost their job, right? Because they're talking shit about Zucker and shit and, and about how CNN, you know. I mean, the like, the information is good. Like, because they're talking about how CNN claims to be this impartial news outlet. And it's like, we look at both sides, fair and square. We just look at the facts. And it's like, well, that's clearly not true. You're like, you, you clearly have a left-wing bias. And that's okay. Like, if you're, if you're a left... If you're a left-biased out news outlet, that's totally fine. And that's a legitimate that's a legitimate stance to hold as well. But you should you should own what it is you are. You shouldn't be a you shouldn't be a biased left outlet and then claim to be impartial because then you're encouraging a lot of your your audience to be like, "Well, CNN says they're impartial, so that means I don't have to watch any other news source and I can just watch CNN and I can get both sides of everything. And that's... That's obviously... That's not true. People should watch CNN. They should also watch Fox News. I'm not saying Fox News is that great. I mean, I actually... I, I... I don't mind Fox News as much as I used to. And maybe it's just age or maybe it's just like the network is becoming more rational than it used to be overall, but but uh you should be you should be getting news from all sides and then figuring out the truth on your own and just trying to find out where the overlaps are and that's probably where the truth is, right? Cuz you're never going to get 100% truth from one source. It just you're, it's just never going to happen. In an ideal world, you know, everyone would report 100% fact, but even if they do, it's always filtered through one person's particular viewpoint. You know what I mean? Like, reality is, like, people control news outlets, and news is always filtered through the point of view of at least one person. So reality is always run through the filter of an individual who may not share the same worldview as you do. So you're going to get a... you're going to get the facts, but you're going to get a slightly skewed version of it like to whatever degree, right? Because it's a matter of degree. But uh, um, watch news from all outlets and then figure out what the truth is on your own, you know? Just flick between, like, what, what are they saying, okay? What are they saying about the same thing? And then it's just like, the truth is always somewhere in between. And I think that's people should be encouraged to ingest news from multiple sources, not just one, which is what CNN does. That's why I think it's lame. It's like, just be honest about what you are. If you're left, if you're a left, 
leaning outlet, just say you are. Just own it. That's okay. But no, they, they want to be at the top of the heap because they're impartial. Well, that's clearly not true anymore, thanks to the footage. But but yeah, the Project Veritas thing, people being exposed on camera, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because I saw, I saw, I can't remember his name, but the head, the founder of Project Veritas, he had an interview with Steven Crowder. I watched that. It's like a half hour interview. They're talking about the, the Epstein suppression thing. And he was saying like, hey, just go to this URL, projectveritas.com slash brave. If you've got something to share, if you work in the industry, in the media, and you, you know, you're you aware of some wrongdoing, um, go to this website and report what it is you know, and I'll, I'll have your back and I'll do everything. And I believe him, but like, but I have to think like, what about, what about the people you exposed on camera for the CNN video? Like, did you have their back? Like, cause presumably they lost their jobs as a, as a result of you leaking that footage, which they didn't know you were recording. So is that really fair? Like, should the video have been released at the expense of those people not knowing that they were being recorded? Like, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the ethics of that. You know, I just know that the info is good and that people need to know this shit, like what's going on inside these companies. And uh, I guess I guess it just requires sacrifice to some degree. Ideally, these guys wouldn't lose their jobs by revealing the truth. But I mean, some people do it willingly because they're just fed up of lying to people. And maybe that was the case for like the CNN footage. I mean, maybe maybe they found out after the fact that they were recorded on camera. And then maybe like the Project Veritas producers were like cleared it with them first. They were like, can we show this? And maybe they were just like, yeah, fine even though it's going to come at expense at the expense of my my career i guess sure maybe that maybe they're you know they got a, a job somewhere else as a result you know at a at a network where they're more they're more about delivering the facts rather than being obviously partial to one side i'm not sure but anyway yeah that's that's my thoughts on that. And, you know, it's just the fucking media, you know, ABC sitting on that for all that time. But now that, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. And I do, someone asked me if I think Epstein killed himself. And no, I think he was, I think he was murdered. I think the security cameras were shut down manually. I think the security guards there at the time were told to take a walk. And I think one or two guys went into his cell, hired goons, and they broke his neck. I th they strangled him and broke his neck, and then they made it look like a hanging. That's what I think happened. Which is uh, scary, you know. Because he was right on the verge of implicating a lot of powerful people in some very nasty business. And uh, it's just so fucking suspicious that you can't help but be like, no. 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 Um, and didn't Alex Jones reveal that or touch on that a long ass time ago about this whole secret pedophile thing, pedophile Island? I think he mentioned Epstein a long time ago, but like everybody laughed at Alex for being a crazy kook. And now here's this whole story blowing up and it, it makes me wonder, you know, what else is Alex right about? 
I actually like Alex Jones. I don't know how you guys feel about him. I know he hasn't conducted himself perfectly all the time. I mean, the Sandy Hook thing was really a problem. But I fucking, I like the guy. I, I would like to have a beer with that guy. I feel like he would be a cool guy to hang out with. Like, yeah, he's a loud mouth. He'd probably get annoying after a while. Um, But I, I think his rants are hilarious. The only thing I can't reconcile is like him getting his fans worked up about like the Sandy Hook thing being falsified. And then the parents of like the, the like the parents of the victimized kids, the dead kids were being like harassed by his stupid fans and like having their the gravestones vandalized and like, you know, people showing up at their house and bothering them and, you know, being called like, you know, despicable people for perpetuating a hoax and having that piled on top of the fact that you lost your children in a tragic shooting, it's just like, come on, fuck, man. And Alex was just, he was egging that shit on, I think. Or at least, you know, getting his fans riled up enough that they felt the need to do that. But, like, I'd, should Alex have been banned? I don't know if... That's I really don't know where I stand on that. That's a hard question because like I feel like something should have been done there to stop Alex getting his fans so fucking worked up that they would be driven to do that. But I'm also not for deep platforming people either. So like I really don't know what was the thing, the right thing to do there. But thankfully, Alex, when he came on Joe Rogan's podcast the second time, he apologized. He was just like, look, that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I've changed my mind now because I've learned that I think he said like there were some anon he he phrased it as anomalies that were based on false information that he he learned he learned that was not the case later on and he changed and he changed uh he changed his stance. Yeah, I'm freedom of speech too. That's why I'm saying it's a I don't know. Like I guess just leave let him on, let him do his thing cuz I don't think I don't think speakers on youtube or whatever should be responsible for what their fans do i i'm for individual responsibility i mean those those fans shouldn't have been doing what they were doing do i blame alex for that i don't know he kind of had a role in it didn't he let's hang on my microphone's coming off its hinges here Sorry. Um, Alex Jones got into Bohemian Grove. Yeah, dude. Alex Jones blew, blew the lid off Bohemian Grove before anybody else. I mean, that, that footage was fucking crazy when he got that. And, like, good for him. Like, that's that's proper journalism, man. People shit on Alex, but that that's real journalism. Boots on ground going straight into the fucking belly of the beast and exposing it. Because that was fucking weird. Whatever was going on there. Anyway. Uh, what else have I got here in regard to the media? CNN talked about that. Alex Jones. 
Um, what do you guys think about Don Cherry? I presume you guys heard about that, right? Do you think he should have been fired for what he said recently? I don't think so. He's a sports commentator. Like, I, I was never really a sports guy. I didn't really give a shit. Um, and I always, I was always aware of Don Cherry, but I, ne I never really watched him, like only glimpses of him. And, you know, I was never really into sports, so I didn't really ever have a reason to, but, uh, he's, he was a hockey, he is a hockey commentator popular in Canada who was recently let go from, uh, CBC for controversial, for a controversial rant that I don't think was even that bad. I mean, he said much more controversial stuff in the past, I think, which I've seen examples of, and they I don't think they were even that bad either. But f this thing he said recently got him fired because so many people complained. And um, he said, uh, he said, you people in his rant. And be because specifically because of the term you people in his rant, people automatically, they they thought he was trying to pull this immigration angle into it, which he he was to a degree because he also said you come here, which obviously implies immigration. People who who aren't f born in Canada, they're coming to Canada to live here. And um, he, was, he was saying something like, you people, you come over here, you enjoy our milk and honey. But uh, you you don't even take the time to buy you you don't even spend a few bucks to buy a poppy and wear a poppy to commemorate the lives of the people who died in the Canadian Armed Forces to to preserve the freedom that we have here that you that you come here to enjoy and benefit from and uh, it was definitely clumsily phrased and there definitely was an immigration aspect to his rant. But I, th I think it's clear enough that his target was people who are neglectful of the country's history. Enough so that they don't even want to bother showing a poppy off on Remembrance Day. I think that's that's what he was getting at. That was obviously his target. But people just ran with the you people thing. Because as soon as you say you people in a rant, then people just immediately picture you as Hitler or, you know. Or just some obscenely racist guy who's just going to go on about, on and on about a group of people be based on immutable characteristics. When, yeah, it was badly worded, but like, he was just, his target was ungrateful people regardless of race or where they originally came from. You know what I mean? Just like you're, it's like you're coming to Canada for a reason, right? Because because we have certain freedoms over there that that aren't present in the place that you're at that's why you're moving to canada right and it's like if you're gonna come here maybe show some appreciation for the people that died to uh preserve that country's values and the way you do that is by buying a poppy and he was complaining about how nobody was buying poppies that was his target and he got fired for that for being a racist or whatever and he's like a commentator for like for a long time like i mean he's been in 
the hockey business for like f- at least 50 years or something. He played back in the 50s or the 60s, and then he was a coach for a long time. And then he became like a news, he became a sports commentator. And he would always wear these like colorful, crazy suits. And he was like a comedic presence. I mean, you'd think the fact he was a comic presence would like give him a little bit of leeway, but apparently not. You know, apparently, he, you know, he had said a lot of controversial things with throughout his career. And finally, this was the thing that broke the straw that broke the camel's back. And and he was like, he, he was interviewed after the fact. And he was like, yeah, I should have phrased it differently. I should have said everyone instead of you people, because, you know, cause I think because immig- immigrants were not specifically his target. His target included immigrants, certainly. But. It was the target was people who are neglectful of history and they can be either immigrants or residents of Canada. Doesn't it's not exclusive to one or the other. But people were just making it about an immigration thing just to get him off the air. And then every all these people are relishing in the fact that he lost his job. And I just I I don't think it's right. I don't think he's maybe he should have like maybe he said some horrendous fucking thing in his past that maybe should have got him fired back then. Even then, I, I would probably would have been like, ah, just, it's not that big a deal. But, like, I don't know if he said anything horrendous and is unforgivable in his past, but I don't think this most recent thing should have been the thing to get him fired because that seems relatively tame compared to things he said before. Yeah, I know he mentioned immigrants. I just said. Or are you even talking to me there? Yeah, like, he... Immigrants were included in his target, but immigrants weren't exclusively his target. His target was immigrants and residents of Canada who are ne- who are both neglectful of history. That's his target. He just pulled immigrants into that when he shouldn't have, because that just that people just use that as ammunition against you. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's another wrong opinion that most of my friends here in Vancouver don't share. Apparently, I'm a bigot for being on Don Cherry's side. I don't even know if I'm on his side. Like, I mean, I mean, he definitely should have worded that more carefully. But I don't, I don't like relishing in people losing their, their, their livelihoods. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't ever, I don't take joy in that sort of thing. Ugh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else? I got a couple things written here, but it's so old. Just about like bias in the media. More stuff about media bias. You remember when the New York Times tweeted about 9-11? And they said the airplanes took aim at the towers in their tweet. And then they deleted the tweet because people were saying how stupid that was. But it just, it goes to show you, you know. It's like, they're that afraid of mentioning Islam or criticizing Islam in any way. Like it might possibly lead to some unsavory actions by certain radicals. But they're that avoidant of the issue that they won't even say, they won't even mention like the Islamic terrorists. Because they were. They were Islamic extremists. But they said the airplanes took aim. 
as if like the airplanes are sentient and they're like must destroy locked in on the towers like what a fucking stupid way of phrasing it obvious bias but I think new the New York Times is one of those uh it's it's kind of like CNN where they claim to be impartial and they just deal with the facts but but that's not the case New York Times is is fine but like you shouldn't you shouldn't only listen to New York Times or any outlet that claims to be impartial because they're usually not Anyway, that's that. What else? Jussie Smollett's body cam footage. You guys remember that? Specifically the body cam footage. Because, you know, there was that whole thing where, like, uh, the two, two white guys with MAGA hats who turned out not to be white but two fucking African dudes. And, um... They were wearing MAGA hats and like like they poured fucking bleach on him and they put a noose around his neck. And then there's this there's this body cam footage released by the Chicago Police Department because they Chicago was PD was mad as fuck when Jussie was getting off with like no charges and and they like they spent all this money in the investigation found out he was guilty but then like he just got let go for some reason even though he was blatantly like guilty. And Chicago PD's like, this is fucking bullshit. So then they put out, they put out the footage from their officers' body cams, where they sh- they show up at this hotel where where Jussie is at, and they 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 go into the hotel right. They're like they pull up in their unit and they they go into the hotel, and then they're greeted by one of Jussie's friends, and they go into the el- the three of them go into the elevator together, and then the friend of Jussie is just like, you know, having the noose around his neck. It's it's one thing, but it's just like. You know, the fact that they beat the shit out of him, that was bad. But, like, the most appalling thing is, like, the racism of it, man. It's just, like, we live in this time where, like, people people actually do something like this and it's terrible. Like, it's so racist. And then, like, like he's really trying to sell the, fa- like, trying to get the, he's trying to get the, the cops morally outraged on the racist angle of it. Like, like how could people do this in this in this country? And then they get up to Jussie's floor and then they go into his apartment. And Jussie's sitting there on his fucking couch and he's got the noose around his neck. Like he's just sitting there waiting for the cops to show up because he knows they're on their way. And he's sitting there just like with the noose just hanging there. And the cops are like, the fuck are you doing? And then Jussie gets up and he's just like, I just thought you guys would want to see this. (laughs) And the cops are like, yeah, we get it. You don't have to just you don't have to wear it around your fucking neck all day like a necklace. It's not jewelry. You can take it off. But it's like he felt like the cops wouldn't believe him unless the rope was like actively around his neck when they came in. It's so stupid. Like it's exactly what you don't do if you're trying to convince people that it's not a hoax, you know what I mean? Anyway, that was dumb. And I couldn't believe how like the left the left wingers were defending that dude when it was just so obviously bullshit. There's like there are people tweeting things like 
even if it is a hoax, we should believe him anyway because the fact is MAGA people, there is a problem with white supremacy and blah, blah, blah. It's like, are you fucking listening to yourself? You're saying we should all deliberately believe a lie? I mean, this this guy is obviously trying to profit off of this outrage culture surrounding, you know, what the rise, the supposed dramatic rise in white supremacy in America. Like, what, he's not getting paid enough on his big, his hit HBO show? Like, what the fuck, man? What an entitled asshole that guy is. Anyway. Um, what else have we got here? What time is it? Two and a half hours. How are you guys doing? Should I keep going? How do you guys feel? If you guys want me to stick around and talk for a bit more, I'll do that. Uh. <laughs> Am I boring you guys? Okay, so this this is cool, right? Everyone's still on board? This is quality content. Oh, thanks, man. Um, let's, let's go back to chats because there's some new ones. Um, where did I leave off? Actually, b before I get into chats, I'm curious. Have I, have I said anything? I'm genuinely curious. Have I said anything that offends anyone in this chat that people really vehemently disagree with? Where he's just like, I can't believe John said that or did or said that thing. Because I'm actually curious, because I would like to, if if somebody does feel that way, this isn't like a gotcha thing where I'm trying to make someone feel bad. I'm, I'm like, if I'm wrong about something, I want someone to correct me. Because it's kind of hard to tell, because I, I get, like the feedback, I get feedback in the chat, but I can't read anybody's faces or tone of voice or anything like that. So sometimes it's hard to tell if I'm off base or not, but. No, everybody seems, we all seem to be on the same page here. That's cool. Because, you know, sometimes I, I get emails from, I get critics, critics, like emails criticizing me for my views sometimes on my podcast, but they're always really nicely written. Like I haven't got a rude email in a really long time, which is great. And if somebody does criticize me, they phrase it in like the nicest possible way, which is so, it's great. Um, so I, I've got a few emails saying, um, they disagree with my views on gender, and I think I think at least a few of those people identify as like gender queer themselves, like like gender fluid or like queer or non-binary or whatever they want to call themselves, which is fine, right? I don't I don't give a shit. Identifies whatever you want, but um, they 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 don't often specify what it is exactly that was wrong that I said. And maybe I am wrong about something. Like, if someone wants to correct me on here, like, I fucking, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm open to that. Because, like, I, I actually, I promote discussion. And I don't attach my ego to my views. You know what I mean? If someone wants to correct me on something, like. Oh, my God. Just move on. Hey, it's my podcast, okay? Fuck off. We don't care. Just move on. Jesus Christ. 
All right, you whiny bitch. I'm just ch checking, okay? Because like I've 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 covered a lot of topics here, and I think it's it's likely that maybe I would have said something where it's like oh, I don't think that's right, John. In which case, I would like to hear about it. But no, I guess we're good. Anyway. Okay. So let's let's go to the chats. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Let's finish off these things. Um where did we leave off? Blood Gulch Patrick says, John, I have an idea for your next series where you play with other kind of toys. Winky smiley face. You look good, baby girl. Currency is What the fuck is that? It's like these foreign characters where I don't I don't know what it says. It's like backwards R O L left bracket. I don't think it's a bracket though. That's like a it's like just a character. And then what looks like a 6 L I don't know what the fuck that is. But hey, it's money, so that's cool. Money. I love money. Thanks, man. Um Yeah, your your idea sounds great. What is that? I just stick dildos up my ass? Is that the idea? Awesome. I smell a sitcom. RB506 says, yo, it's Bruce Willis. Oh, because I'm bald. <laughs> I wish I looked like Bruce Willis. Unfortunately, no. I just look like a bald hobbit. Sad face. Um, Blood Gulch Patrick says, read my previous super chad. You Canadianness offends me. I just did. Relax. Thanks, man. Thanks again. Um, Mike E says, you should be a guest at EFAP. You'll love it. Is that that fucking furry thing again? Why do people want me to talk to furries? I'm not shitting on furries. I mean, like, I'm really not into that that stuff. But, like, anybody who is a furry, like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. I looked at I out of curiosity one day I looked at uh, I looked at the profile of one of my Twitter followers and every tweet of theirs had an attached image of a cartoon mouse with like a huge dick <laughs> and like a like a like a big human like man's dick on like a cute mouse body and it was like that was every post was an with images one after another, just one like cartoon mice with giant dicks. <laughs> I was scrolling through it. I was just like, "Wow, it's like every one of these." And you know, it's fine if that's that's what you want to do, whatever. But I've, I've, I just I question like, like is that is that all? <laughs> like, are there is are is there other artwork? Is it all? They have to have a big dick every time. Oh, they're the, they're here in the chat. <laughs> I think your art. I actually I like your art style. I just I I I I 
question the amount of dicks. It's a lot of dicks. And it's every post. Does every post need a, a picture of a cartoon mouse with a giant dick? This is just a secret ploy to get more pictures of mice with dicks. John, please stop. Stop talking about what I don't want to hear. Why don't you fucking close the window and shut up? <laughs> uh, I just don't post it much on Twitter. Hey, man, you feel you whatever floats your boat. Oh, I just I couldn't help but laugh. Just I just find it funny, you know. Cartoon. It's like that's a lot of dicks. But uh, anyway, where where were we? Uh, where did I leave off here? Uh, thanks, Mikey. Mike E. Uh, Agent Yaz says John's a cycle. J K J K. A cycle? What does that mean? Haha. <laughs> he wrote two other ones, and he tried to say "cuck" in each one, but he always. There's a typo for each instance. I guess I don't think it lets you say cuck. It might not. I'm not sure. Here we go. Chat flooded with cuck now. Uh, Agent Yaz. Thanks, man. Yes, I know I'm a cuck. Don't worry. I won't forget. You guys always remind me anyway. Um... The Sturmovic says, didn't catch most of this live stream, but still wanted to say thanks, Job, for doing these. I look forward to these and can relate to a lot of your opinions. Also, hi, future me listening to this. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. I'm glad you enjoy it, man. I'm, I'm especially grateful for people tuning in and listening to my podcast because, you know, I'm always really insecure about it more than I should be. I'm always worried of people getting bored or whatever, or people disagreeing with me. I mean, pe people can disagree with me, it's fine, but I don't like the idea of, like, offending people. And I just, if that happens, I want to be able to clarify, because I feel like for each stance that I have, I feel like I can, I feel like I can explain my case, you know, if they would just bring it up. But everybody seems to be on the same page, so I got nothing to worry about. I don't know why I'm so fucking insecure all the time. I guess it just comes with the territory of being a cuck. I'm a professional cuckold. I gotta be the best cuck of them all. Um, what else? Thanks, man. YTP Mania, YouTube Poop, is that what that stands for? Loved episode 14, Job. Your writing is still great. No matter what you may think of it, I still love it. Looking forward to more shows from you. Cheers. Thanks, dude. Um, no, I, I I was proud of episode 14. Like, uh, I've, I've, a, I've been writing long enough now that when I finish a script, I'm, I'm, I can be like, people are going to, I'm pretty confident people will like this. You know what I mean? Early on, that was, it was like, uh, I'm not sure. I'll just put it out there. And, 
you know, if people don't like it, then I'll learn from that and try to better myself. And I just did that for years and years. And, and now I'm pretty confident in, confident in my writing. The key to, to, the key to writing confidently is just um, if you create compelling characters and you write them in a way that is honest, it's like this is what this character would say in this situation. If you just adhere to the telling your story truthfully and being true to your characters that you've created, I think you're golden. I mean, you, you need you need an interesting plot there, and it needs to be like evenly paced and stuff. But I think if if you just create compelling characters and you write them as honestly as you can, then you don't really. I don't think you need to worry about like people not liking it because I think people people will always they'll always like hone in on the fact that you're you're telling a story as truthfully as you can. You know what I mean? Like when I'm writing dialogue, I don't think about like fan service or like maybe to a very small degree in some cases, but like that's not the the driving thing. Like what all I'm focused on when I'm writing dialogue is what would these characters say in this situation? What would they actually say? And then, uh, you know, sometimes you, you bend and shape that a little bit to like fit the plot that you have, but not too much. Otherwise, it, it doesn't feel organic. It feels disingenuous, but. You know, just just write from the heart as truthfully as you can, and people will respect that. You know, and it means you have to you don't have to worry as much about being well received and stuff. This is boomer talk. What the fuck does that mean? God, I hate that fucking insult. I mean, if you're using it to troll people, then whatever, that's funny. But like. I don't like any terminology that just like paints a group of people with a wide brush and dismisses their opinions just because they fall into a certain category. You were born in year X. That means I'm not going to listen to you. Okay, boomer. Okay, zoomers. I'm not a fucking boomer. I'm uh I'm Gen what am I? Gen Y. I'm Gen Y. I'm in between. Whatever Gen Y is. Whatever the fucking stupid name for Gen Y is. That's me. Thanks, YTP Mania. James R. says, nice, nice podcast, John. I have been a fan for a long time. I get that you're busy, and I get that you have anxiety. So every time you stream, I really appreciate it. Check the capital letter, letters. Gamers rise up. N... I, G, uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> I should have, as soon as I saw the N, I should have, uh, I should have noticed trying to trick me into saying naughty words. I'm already in enough danger of being banned. But then so is everybody apparently, because apparently all you have to fucking do to get banned from not only YouTube, but also Google is to spam slightly too many emotes in a live chat that encourages it. A round of applause for the team YouTube, everybody. Well done. Don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Thanks, James. Oh, and also, 
He says, during 9-11, Trump helped to carry survivors out of the World Trade Center wreckage. Mm, I don't think so. Meanwhile, Obama was watching basketball in the Oval Office with his feet up on the desk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure George Bush was in the office when, when the attack happened. You, you people got to learn your history right. Thanks, James. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd fact check that if I were you. James R. also says, God damn, James, you're on a roll here. John, there are no honest news reviews anymore, which is why you need to bring back Hyper News. Hyper News wasn't even a news show. I don't even know why I called it that. It was just, just a stupid name for that. Like, I know people like Hyper News and everything, but, like, seriously, it wasn't a news show. Like, it, it was, like, game reviews and, like, emails. How is that news? I don't know. Whatever. It was funny. Thanks, James. And then James also says, John, when are Patreon supporters getting the nude pics you promised? At this point, you are just a bit as big a letdown as Belle Delphine. Also, they went after Alex Jones for Pizzagate, and he wasn't far off. Yeah, I mean, is is the Pizzagate thing even that hard to believe anymore? Now that now that now that the Epstein thing is mainstream, and that he owned and operated a fucking pedophile island, like Jurassic Park, you know. Imagine that. A guy has an island for pedophiles. That's that's such a fucking crazy idea. And it's true. Pizzagate is like some kind of storefront. Masquerading is like a pizza business. But like these like secret phone calls from like high profile individuals were made to like a an operator there. And there's like these recorded conversations that have all these suspicious code words that apparently are code words for like children. But they were like the code word for like young boys would be like hot dogs. So like in the phone call, the guys, some some fucking pervert asshole who wanted a bunch of young boys for his sex party would be like, yeah, get me like 20 hot dogs, please. And like are the. The way Alex Jones phrased it in particular was really funny because he was like, I'm not I'm not laughing at the situation, obviously. It's bad that children are being abused. But it was like the freight Alex Jones's way of phrasing things is like you just you can't help but laugh. Cause he was saying like he's like, uh, hey you got uh, I'm looking for some hot dogs. Uh oh like, oh these these hot dogs are delicious. So uh, these are really succulent hot dogs we got here. It's like, okay, put me down for twenty hot dogs. It's pretty funny listening to him talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's like suspicious. Like no, nobody, I think few people were like buying the idea of that being code for like, like it's weird, but like people weren't believing like, I don't think this is about kids really. Like, I don't know. It just sounds stupid. Pizzagate. Like it just, it sounds dumb. Like, the name Pizzagate didn't do it any favors, you know what I mean? Because it just seems like a... Right off the bat, it seems like a farce to be dis dismissed. Like, something like Pizzagate couldn't possibly have any legitimacy, but... 
But now that with the Epstein thing out, maybe something like that isn't such a fucking stretch anymore, you know? I don't know. That that was definitely weird, though. I mean, apparently those phone calls did happen. That's how the phone calls went down. And there are, there are these mentions of, like, hot dogs and pizza where it's, it's like, that does sound like it's code for something. Maybe it's children or maybe it's something like drugs or weapons. But it sounds like code for something, you know? Anyway, I don't know. That's that's that. Um. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big letdown as Belle Delphine. Well, because she didn't give her fans nude pictures. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that one. I think my nudes are just so hot that your faces would melt off if you saw them. So. I'm keeping them away from you guys, but only because I'm, I want to protect you. It's for your safety. Thanks, James. Jojo97 says, keep going, babe. I'm so close. Gross. You whacking it, you whacking it over there? Thanks, Jojo. Rushmore says, hey, Job, why is you bald? Because I'm late. Um, cause I just, I didn't, I like the look. I used to hate it. Now I'm a fan. I think I sued it. And I, I just, even if my hair is like a little short, like it doesn't take long for it to get like just greasy and looking shitty. Like if I'm shaved like this, it just always looks clean. And I, I like not having to fuck around with my hair at all. Or I just, I you know, it's convenient having it so short. I don't have to worry about it. I like the feel of it too. Anyway, thanks, man. Uh, Decimator Omega says to people here who are fans of mine, it's my birthday tomorrow. Last super chat for the night. I'll stop now. Hey, thanks, man, and happy birthday. I hope you have a good one, dude. That's cool. Mike E says, EFAP, every frame a pause, hours long podcast. That is the furry thing though, right? I think I looked at that on my last podcast. I went to the URL. I looked it up. It's it's some furry podcast, right? Yeah, probably not my thing. Thanks, dude. Uh, Haas Del Delgado says, you seen internet historian Sonic High School vid? Oh, that reminds me, uh, we got to talk about the Sonic redesign as well. I forgot about that. Uh, you seen Internet Historian Sonic High School vid? I don't think I have. It sounds like cringe, whatever it is. Thanks, man. Uh, Death Star, thanks, thanks a bunch. Uh, Haas Floss says, give us your longest yeah boy. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I got a sore throat, kind of. My throat itches if I prolong that. But there you go. There's a yeah, boy for you. Thanks for that. And then Death Star again says... Says... What does he say? Thanks for all the years of entertainment, man. Oh, I guess your your first one didn't go through there. That sucks. Uh, you're welcome, dude. 
Thank you. I'm happy people enjoy the show. It's nice to leave a memorable legacy. You know what I mean? Before I die, I'm going to share my archive of my show. And in the event that I die, I want my show to be distributed. Like just upload it wherever so people can see it. If I ever die and the show ever becomes restricted from viewing online for some fucking reason. If we end up in a left-wing apocalypse where I'm, I've am i been killed in a fucking gulag. And my show, my show has been outlawed from view from viewership. Someone please upload it somewhere so people can enjoy it. Do it in secret though, so you don't get arrested by the the left wing Gestapo. Uh, let me check um, Streamlabs. I think I. Got everything. Scott Jackson says, just for the prime content of you... Oh, I read that out already. Okay, we're all caught up. Um, let's talk about Sanic. Sanic the Hodgepog. So... There was a Sonic the Hedgehog trailer for the movie released a few months ago, and it had this horrific design for Sonic the Hedgehog, and everybody hated it, including me. And um, the filmmakers were like, okay, we're going to fix it. Give us some time. We're going to fix the design. And yeah. So now they're back with a new trailer, and the design is has been improved. I've looked at it. I've seen the new trailer. The design is good. Um, I mean, if you're going to do a live-action Sonic, that's pretty much, like, I mean, there are maybe a few things I would do differently, but that's pretty much what it should be. And it looks good. Like, for a live-action Sonic movie, it's a good, it's a decent design. My, pro I still have a problem with the movie, though, just because the movie looks lame. Pro I don't think everyone in this chat agrees with me whatever because i got some people on twitter were just like can you can you explain why like the you, the movie still looks lame to you and i'm just like because it's like i want a sonic movie personally to take place in the sonic universe with the characters in that universe and have similar themes like i said on twitter it doesn't have to be exactly like the game in fact i don't want it to be exactly like the game but I want it to be, I want it to take place in the game's universe to some degree with the characters in that, in that universe and like still have Robotnik, but just like, just tell an intimate story with just a few characters that doesn't take place in the real world where Robotnik's trying to take over an island or something and just tell a simple story with Sonic about like, about f freedom and, you know. Because he's a freedom fighter, right? So, like, whatever a Sonic movie should be, it should that's, like, at least what one of the themes should be, right? Um, just, yeah, just have Sonic being a freedom fighter on Angel Island or something, and then have a, have a movie plot where it's like that. Like, what's wrong with that? And then, like, have, like, maybe have Metal Sonic in there, and, like, 
you could, I think you could do a really cool Sonic movie. But I'm just, I'm not a fan of like this, this framework of like Sonic's in the real world. He goes through a portal unexpectedly and James Marsden is a small town cop and he's, he lives an uneventful life, but then he meets Sonic the Hedgehog and he's going to find out the blah, 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 blah. That feels like what the new Sonic movie is. And, um, it's just like, I can, I just, I hear that trailer voice in my head when I watch that trailer. Like it might as well be Rob Schneider as like as the cop. Rob Schneider, doop de doo. Rob Schneider is a, is a cop in Green Hill Zone, and he and one day, Sonic the Hedgehog shows up, and he's gonna find out that being a hedgehog isn't so easy. Rated PG thirteen. <laughs> And robot, like I like Jim Carrey as Robotnik. I think that's a really interesting casting choice. But he's too—I feel like he's too zany with it. Like he just need someone needs to tell Jim to fucking tone it down a little bit. But, but then I guess that's why you hire Jim Carrey, right? Is because he's he's that guy who will dial the performance up to eleven, you know? Because that's just what he does. That's you know. Ace Ventura, The Mask, whatever else. Like, whatever you hire him for, he's going to give you... I mean, he's given ridic- He's given restrained performances before. Like, he did Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. He did... Uh, he was in that drama thriller, The Number 23, which was dog shit. But at least it was like a serious role for him. Yeah, I know it's Jim Carrey, but I'm saying, like, he's done... He's done restrained roles before, and I feel like if he's doing Robotnik, maybe he could have been a little more restrained for this one. But he's just like he's so outrageous with the Robotnik character that I can't really take him seriously as like a threat. And like, you know, people. I I was reading some threads on the web saying like. Either the, the Sonic design thing was an actual mistake or it was the greatest marketing stunt ever conceived. Because, you know, like, like the movie looks like crap, but then the Sonic design initially was so bad and there was such, like, a like people trying to band together and make their voices heard trying to get the design changed. And then they did that. And then it's like, here it is. This is the real Sonic. And then I think that's going to pressure a lot of people into giving the movie praise just for the redesign even though the movie just still kind of sucks so it's like are people going to be any softer on the on the movie like in terms of critical reaction because of the fact that they put in the work to redesign the character to satisfy people you know it's an interesting idea um i don't really know but uh i'm yeah i'm just i'm not a fan of the narrative framework of that movie and i feel like the I feel like the who, whoever the creative head is, like at the top of the Sonic project, the creative lead, I feel like their inspiration of what a Sonic movie should be comes from a different era than the era I grew up with, you know? Because there's different eras of Sonic, and some are better than others. Like the, the Genesis, Sega CD, Game Gear era, that's mine. That's the Sonic I know. 
and that's a different sonic than the sonic of like like i feel like the creative director's idea of sonic is like sonic heroes you know or like sonic 06 or sonic and the black knight or just those you know unleashed there's like these weird spin-offs that are like tonally, tonally kind of weird and like there's these like live action elements thrown into it like Sonic 06 had that realistic looking Final Fantasy princess character but then you have somebody as like relatively malproportioned as Sonic in the same universe and it just fucking looks weird and uh yeah, that that's that's a problem I have with the movie. This movie that's coming out It's just like I don't I don't believe that Sonic would exist in this universe. Well, he goes through a ring portal apparently, right? And that's how he ends up there. But yeah, I, I don't And like I don't know. There's a bunch of jokes in the new trailer, like jokes, but it's like just unfunny gags. Like, there's in the first trailer, there's this joke about, like, how Sonic is hiding in James Marsden's gym bag. And Sonic says, like, oh, it smells like sweat and ham sandwiches in here. And that, that was, like, that was, like, at the very end of the trailer. That was supposed to be, like, a big laugh-out-loud punchline. And it's just, like, how is that a joke? What's the joke? That he carries his lunch with him in his gym bag yeah maybe he's gonna be hungry after he works out like how is that funny <laughs> smells like ham sandwiches in here ha 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 like, come, like fucking hell if you're gonna make it funny actually p put some proper jokes in there you know the humor is just like lame there's one mild, there's one mildly funny joke in the new trailer where Sonic is reading Flash comics, but even then it's just like, oh, I get it because they're both fast. Like I didn't really laugh when I saw that. Like it was like a nose laugh. Like <laughs> that's all. That's all I gave it. There's there's not really any laugh out loud comedy, and also I don't feel any tension in the movie either. So. I don't get anything out of the movie dramatically or comedically. So I'm like, why do I want to see this movie? So I'm just like, I'm just not interested. That's just how I feel. Okay. Not that stoked. I'm a fucking rabid Sonic fan, but I just, I don't like, I don't like modern Sonic. I'm not a fan. I want a Sonic movie based off of Sonic CD. I want an animated 2D Sonic movie. I tweeted this the other day. I said the best cinematic depiction of Sonic that I've ever seen is the opening and closing cinematics of Sonic CD. If you haven't seen those and you're curious about what an animated Sonic movie should look like, that's what I think a Sonic movie should look like. It's fucking awesome, seriously. The music's cool. The animation's cool. Sonic's like this silent, stoic badass. And he's just... It's very... visual. Visually, it's very simple. It's like he's a freedom fighter. 
And Robotnik comes along with a big ridiculous contraption and he's trying to roboticize all the animals and whatever. And uh, and he fights against he fights against oppression. He's a freedom fighter. That's what he does. You don't need all these stupid jokes crammed crammed in. You know? Um, Sonic Mania? Yeah, that was great. I loved Sonic Mania. Apparently, there's no plans for a sequel to Sonic Mania. And I'm just like, why? What the fuck? It's like the perfect opportunity. Like, I want Sonic Mania with just all new levels and music. That would be great. If I have any criticism of Sonic Media 1, it's just it's just too much of a retread of the old stuff, but they were playing it safe because it was the first time in a long time that they were making a 2D Sonic game. So like, you know, whatever, it just it's kind of like The Force Awakens where it just plays it really safe by retreading a new hope. It's like fine, but you know, try and mix it up for the next one. But I think there's like no plans for a sequel, which is disappointing. I would have loved Sonic Mania 2. Whatever. It's because the Sonic Mania guys are more successful than Sonic Team. Well, that's fucking Sonic Team's fault. We shouldn't get a Sonic Mania sequel because these guys are better than the original team. I mean, fucking hell, whoever does it better. Whatever. I guess Sonic Team is like, you're making us look bad. Let's just keep pushing out our dog shit. Like Sonic Forces. They tried to like... Um, release that in unison with Sonic Mania. And there's like some crossover. There's like a time travel element in Sonic Mania. Or like a multiverse thing. That crosses over with Sonic Forces in some way. Or like the villain is the same or something. I don't know. But there's a bit of an overlap there. And it was intentional because they wanted to like... It's like Sonic Mania is a hit. And it's like, oh, by the way, here's also this awesome Sonic Forces game, which was panned, I think. And it was like cringy because it was like it had this create your own Sonic mode. And people were just making these abominations. <laughs> the Sonic fan base already has a bad enough rap, but you're, you're going to give them a tool to make their own Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's like Cold Steel the Hedgehog. You know what I mean? Favorite band, Nine Inch Nails. Hates all things good. Loves all things bad. Smokes cigarettes. Hates cleaning his room. <laughs> Cold steel. Nothing personnel, kid. Uh, all right, where are we? Are we? We're all caught up with. Oh no, we're not. Koss uh, says I was gonna use these five bucks on McDonald's, but I'll give it to you instead. Ever think about taking fan calls? I uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to air live phone calls where every anyone can blare out anything. I'd rather just stick to the chat. I thought about it, but. Uh, it's not really for me. I appreciate your McDonald's money, dude. I'm going to spend it on McDonald's. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm I'm trying to eat 
good. I've been on a roll. I don't want to ruin it. No chocolate. I've just been eating oatmeal, fruit, and like chicken and veg vegetable stew. I've been doing really good. That I cooked myself. Can you believe that? Anyway. Thanks, Koss. No Manoz says, do you read Super Chats? Reply to this one for more. Of course I do. What do you think I've been doing this whole time? This is Super Chats the show. You must be new to this podcast. That's all this podcast is. I just read Super Chats and ignore everyone else. Thanks, No Manoz. Uh, Brandon Vancouver says thoughts on the Showtime Halo series. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't really looked into it. I mean, is it official? Because this has been official before, hasn't it? And then nothing came of it. There's going to be a Halo movie. No movie came out. There's going to be like a Spielberg produced show that didn't come out, but now it's back on. And. I don't even know what it's about. But hey, if it's if it's I'll if it's good, I'll watch it. I mean, I just hope it's good. And it's not just like cringy SJW shit, you know? Which so much stuff is nowadays. The cast has a bunch of women. Uh, well, that could still be cool, but I just it's I hope it's done in the right way and it's not like pandering. Cuz there's there's female Spartans like there's like Linda, like I don't know if you guys read the Halo books, but I I like those books. And I like the other non-Master Chief Spartan characters and at least I think at least two of them are women. And I like those characters. Maybe they could do something with that. Is it all women? Is this going to be a fucking Ghostbusters thing again where there's like a f chief is a whammon now? Chief is a strong black whammon. Basically the Keys family but black in the politics of ONI. Are they going to do some f like f systemic sexism in ONI or some shit? I hate that word. Just like 007. I don't know what's going on with 007. There's this big... There's this buzz that apparently... 007 was going to be a strong black whammon now. But maybe... Maybe that's just for that one movie. Like maybe that's not their permanent plan going forward. Maybe I got confused with that. Some people were giving me shit on Twitter for like overreacting. Just because I think Bond should stay like a... A British guy. Like I don't even care if he's white. Like he, he can be a white guy, black guy, whatever. But I just think there's something essential about Bond being British and being a man. Like because I think the all the Bond movies are like masculine power fantasies. That's just that's what they are. That's the cultural root of it. They're masculine stories with that are rooted in British culture and. Why can't it just stay that way? 
why does it why do we have to shake things up by having a, a female bond and that doesn't even work because uh 007 is tied to the name james bond you know just like alec trevelyan was 006 if you saw goldeneye alec trevelyan is 006 james bond is 007 and if you watch casino royale James Bond got 00 status. He was the seventh agent to get 00 status because he killed two people. That's that's the conditions. And so that that number is assigned to that name, James Bond. So unless you're going to unless you're going to retcon the whole idea of James Bond, you can't all of a sudden have a woman who's got the same 007 number. And the 007 brand is like that number 007 is so identified with the Bond franchise that y you have to use that number. You can't go forward with the the franchise and call it 008. It wouldn't have the same sticking power. You know, it's like if you're going to do a Bond movie, you call it 007 and only James Bond can be 007 because it's a sign it's tied to that specific name. And if the name is James, if the name James is locked in there, you kind of have no choice but to keep making it a guy. But I, I just think that's okay. You know? And I also don't mind a, a spy franchise starring a woman. They already did that with Atomic Blonde and other movies. Red Sparrow. Even that's more like that with J-Law. But that was more leaning into espionage rather than like action. But like... I don't see why, like, if you want to do a female Bond, why not just give her a different name and have it a different franchise and just be its own thing? And maybe that would be really successful. And I would be totally on board with that. I would go watch those movies if they were good. That's the thing. Are the movies good? I would go to a good secret agent spy action thriller if it was good, regardless of who's in it. Whether it's a man or a woman, whatever race, I really don't give a shit. But I just, I think if you're going to make a Bond movie, I think it should, it should stay masculine and it should stay British. Because I'm just, maybe you guys don't all agree, but I'm just, I guess I'm traditional. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that, that in particular. Because I'm just, I'm just such, I'm a Bond fan. And, um... But, you know, even watching some of the old movies to this day, like, I, I cringe at some parts, you know, where I'm just like, you know, if there's a scene where Bond is slapping the, the Bond girl around, and I'm just like, oh, that's fucking hell, that that's unnecessary, like, but, you know, it's just, it was a different time, and they thought that was okay, and they shouldn't have done that, and it was kind of degrading, but what are you going to do? I mean, fucking erase the movies from history? I mean that that I'm against historical revision re revisionism and erasure like like I don't think any anything should be erased from history. History should stay where it is and it should always be there as a reminder of where we were, what ideas and what like what people's ideas of of ways of life were back then and wh what the progress we what progress we've made since then, you know, cause you, you need those historical, you need history preserved. So we don't repeat the same mistakes over and over, you know, 
It's just you need that reference point where it's just like we were there then, we're here now. You need that like contrast where, you know, history set in stone, but we can always better ourselves. And uh, you guys know what I'm saying. Whatever. Whatever. Fucking hell. Um, what else we got here? Um, no, Mano says, lol, this is my first time watching live stream. By the way, my name is pronounced no E. M m no, n n no E, no Manos. Munos. How the fuck do you say it? You're saying there's no E in it, but I just say the latter half of it? Nominos? Or is it just Manos or Munos? Munos? I'm, I guess I'm supposed to say it with an accent. I don't know, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm butchering your name. Thank you for the support, though. I'm glad you're, uh, I hope, uh, I hope your first time watching my live stream has been an utter joy. Of course it is. You're watching me. I'm the best YouTuber ever. What's not to love about me? Thanks, man. Uh, Kiro says, hi, John. What's your opinion on the SFM pick I made of Kylie getting... Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. Getting foot banged. Also, I noticed that the the reach flight on PC allows you to lower your weapon online. The reach, the reach flight on PC allows you to lower your weapon online. Any chance you'll feature real players as actors in future RB and the Chief episodes? No fucking way. I don't want to coordinate people on Xbox Live. That's I've done that before. It's a fucking nightmare. Um I I want I want cre full creative control cuz I'm a fa I'm a fascist who just wants to control everything. I'm a control freak. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Kylie getting foot banged. I've talked about this already, dude. You keep bringing it up. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's a piece of art. I respect your skill. Not really my thing. But I do appreciate your support. Thanks. And I hope you keep... You keep drawing your heart out. You just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, what else? No Manos. First name first name no Noe. Oh no Oh, okay. So you're saying you need to pronounce the E. I thought you were saying there's no E sound. But you were saying no E as in that's how I should pronounce it. I I misread your thing. So Noe Manos. I got it now. I think I'm saying it right, right? Thanks, man. Show us it. No. Get the link from Kiro if you want to see it. I'm not fucking sharing it. It's gross. It's got sperm in it. 
ropes of fucking jizz. Um. All right. Uh, we talked about Sonic. We covered the chats. Uh, that's three and a half hours now. Um, how are we feeling? I kind I kind of want to call it a night, but um, I don't know. Maybe I got a couple more funny things. Climate change is another thing I wanted to talk about, but I think we'll save that for another one because uh, we've been going for a while. I'll do that next time. Climate change. Is he, is he a climate change denier? Find out on the next episode of See Me After Class. Climate change denier. Who the fuck is denying climate change? Of course it changes. Fucking hell. If you want to call it, man, I'm kind of hungry. Me, I'm hungry though. I'm hungry. I want to go eat. Um Yeah, I'll talk about climate change last time. It's too it's too big a it's too big a subject. Um I'm looking for something maybe smaller that I can talk about though. What else? No. I got a story about being ripped off at a car dealership, but I'll do that another time too cuz that that requires some going into. Hmm. No. Yeah, I think I'm just going to call it. We've been going on for a while and I kind of just want to I want to go eat something and just f fucking chill out for a bit cuz it's getting late. Um the guy who is Australian says, "Hey man. Hey man, in the future I would love to hear your reviews on some of the classic movies." Taxi Driver, Once Upon a Time in America, etc. I'm guessing you've seen them. Taxi Driver, I've seen. Once Upon a Time in America, I actually haven't seen yet. But it's on my list. Uh, I'm really stoked to watch that. Because it's, um, it's like a three-hour gangster epic with Robert De Niro. I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll let you know, though, once I see it. Taxi Driver, yeah. I, I would need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in a while. To be able to like talk about it in depth, I would need to watch watch that again. Anyway, I think we're all caught up. All right, guys, I'm gonna call it here. Um, I'll 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 release this podcast soon, and I'll create a bunch of clips. If in case you missed it, in case you missed anything. Um, thank you so much. For all the support, um, it's been great. You guys are awesome to chat and hang out with. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for putting up with my insecurity. 
I know I, I keep dragging the podcast with making sure we're all on the same page and I spend more time on that than I should, but I appreciate you guys indulging me nonetheless. Um, appreciate all the super chats. I'll put the money to good use. Um, go to my go to all my links at the bottom here. You see all this bullshit? Those are there for a reason. Imaginativelogo.com. That's the best website ever. Subscribe to me on YouTube and SoundCloud. You got my music and my podcasts on there. Twitch, but I'm not really on there, but maybe one day if my fucking YouTube channel goes down, which might only be a matter of time. Because apparently uh, YouTube's YouTube's system is run by fucking Hal 9000 that just decides to pick off people wherever, whenever it feels like it. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, follow me on there. Patreon.com slash JCJGram if you want to support me through there. Perks for uh, backers. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, this, this Streamlabs thing. Uh, and I got a merch store as well. You can get, get to that through my website. There's not much on there. I, I got to add more more items onto it. I've just been uh, busy with other shit. But anyway, there's my links. Thanks again, everybody, for participating. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I'll be back again soon. And uh, cheers. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>